Hello, caller. Hello. What's happening? Oh, buddy. So much. Tell me. Oh, man. Stuff. Don't leave us hanging with bated breath. Stuff and things. Oh, brother. Things and stuff. One of those podcasts. (laughs) Stay tuned to the end to find out. (laughs) I have exciting news that will change your life. I just can't tell you right now. These three investment tips will make you a millionaire. But first, a word from advertisers. Exactly. (laughs) Time for you to sit through seven minutes of paid advertisement. (laughs) I love those videos because it's always that one guy in the comments that's like, skip to this (laughs) timestamp. Yes, thank you. Thank you, caller. Thank you, caller. So worth it. Uh, what's new? I don't know, man. I got I got new glasses. I bought an Apple Watch. I'm reading comics. I watch some TV. So much. So much. There's so, a lot. So much. You know the the people the people they complain that we don't record as often. And uh, but you know like who's complaining? No listen. one told me any of this stuff. <laughs> who's, who's on your network that isn't on my network? Uh, the people are saying, hey, where's the podcast? And I'm like, hey. Look, the podcast will be out this week, bro. You know what I mean? Right. You're listening to it right now. It's out. Right. You see? Seeking Listen. you shall find. That's all you had to do was ask. Amen. Yeah, sign up for our Patreon. Yes. Then these things can like come out. I'll, I'll, I'll have way – believe me, if we had a Patreon, the amount of Catholic guilt I would have, <laughs> whether or not the listener would want it, I would feel compelled to even go solo – and record stuff and put it up and make sure everything is like we promised them twice a week or we promised them once a week. Mm. So we got to do this. It's true. As you're like in a burning car accident, you can't record. <laughs> so like I would just be like, oh, my God, I have to record something. I'm yeah. sure the, lis- the listener would be like, I paid for two dum-dums, not just one. What the heck? <laughs> like they're always going to find something to complain about. Give me a break. I mean, uh, we've been talking so much about comics lately. Have I heard anything about, hey, you know what? I appreciate the comic book talk. Thank you. Please continue that. No. <laughs> I don't hear any of that. You know what we're going to go back to do it? We're going to be talking about pretentious food items. Hell yeah. So let's just get this going. No, I would. I would feel so. That's why, like, we've batted around that topic about, like, Patreon. And that's fine. That's hunky-dory. And I, I still easily could be swayed. But I know once I commit to something like that, mama mia, I would be so like, oh, my God, the Catholic guilt would take me over. <laughs> I and you'd feel like so, we have to record? Or I'd be like, hey, Martin, is it okay? Uh, I feel so bad right now. We said we'd have something out by Thursday. It's Wednesday at 11 p.m. Can I just record myself talking into and post that up, and I'm sure you'd be like, "Yeah, do whatever you mm, have to." Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I, know, I feel compelled. It's, like deadlines drive me crazy. It's like, really funny that you say that because I, I, you know me, I, I'm not, I'm not big into the Patreon because, like, you know, the podcast, like, it's just me and you chatting about the you know, BS that we do. You know what I mean? And uh, and some people like it, and that's cool. Um, but I did have an idea. We'll talk about it afterwards. You know what? I, I used to be so like, there's no way people, one, would want to pay for this these shenanigans. Mm. But then I sort of flipped, to be honest with you. 
because uh, I, you know, I support like Giant Bomb Premium. Mm-hmm. I support Patreon people, you know, here and there, here and there. But like Giant Bomb has always been like, I got to do that because I like these personalities. So I want to support them. And when you break it down, like, sure, it, it sounds like a lot. Like, oh, my God, how much money? Mm. But at the price that I'm paying, I'm putting into Giant Bomb Premium. Is cheaper than a freaking Starbucks coffee. Granted, Starbucks coffees are eight dollars at this point, <laughs> but still, like that—that's sort of where I turned from. Like, oh god, I don't want to fleece anyone. I don't. But then I think about it, and it's like, well, there's plenty of people out there that would want a certain cadence and a certain level of like touch base with people. Like I'm that way. I would like more if i'm into somebody i would like more access to it and you know i would want to be recognized type of thing you know some people want to be recognized Mm. and then you look at like would our patreon be 20 bucks a month 50 bucks a month probably not (laughs) but could people afford a dollar or five dollars or three dollars would we ever say you absolutely have to do that absolutely not i listen to plenty of stuff that i can't financially support i can't go on and financially support but I try to share it with enough people hoping that if I share, maybe they'll get support that way. Mm-hmm. Like I would never make it a requirement. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like why I, sort I had... of like how I like how kind of funny used to do it yeah. where they have a Patreon and they do special things for Patreon. But then they're also like, well, or you can wait three months and we'll put it out on, you know, our podcast feed or our YouTube feed. So it's like, well, yeah, in three months, could that dated material be dated? Absolutely. But if they're doing a top 15 horror video game list, I can wait three months to get that. Mm. You know, but at least all like I never feel like I'm missing out on content, which I do appreciate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I was actually it's funny that you we started the discussion this way. This is how it always goes. See, no, people, people think that we have no plans for this show and that is 100% true, but somehow it ends up, things just kind of collide together. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I sent you our, our Apple notes. Yes. Our Apple notes on your Apple watch. Yes. I checked them on my watch. Yeah. That, that our first bullet point was not this discussion. (laughs) Check your Apple watch. It's on the charger right now. Are you closing rings over there? Come on. (laughs) I am. I'm closing rings. I'm getting all kinds of medals. Even Julie, the cruise director, when I showed her the picture, even Julie, the cruise director, one of her first, other than like, hey, congratulate him. That's awesome. One of the first things she said is, you know, Martin and I could be Apple Watch friends and then we could encourage each other to exercise and close our rings. I like it. And, And I'm like. I'm sure Martin does not want to be part of your Apple contingent. No, I <laughs> so, might do that. So watch exercise. <laughs> tell tell Julie the cruise director I want to be her Apple Watch friend, so oh, we can get she, fit together. She only has like four people, so she'd be thrilled. <laughs> and one of them is like actually, I would say half of them are like, oh yeah, we'll encourage each other and like reach out and like. I guess there's some way to like sort of virtual high five on your phone. Ah. Like people encourage each other. Yeah. Except, ha- and literally, I think she has five friends on her on her watch community. So hey, I will definitely let her know she would love it. But like half of them 
are the most sedentary people. They're like, yeah, we'll encourage each other. I'm going to close those rings with you. And then after about two days, it was just like Julie, the cruise director was like, well, I don't, I don't want to be that bitch of a person. That's like, thought you were going to send me, you know, your, I, I thought we were going to see each other's rings closed. Where are you? Hey, let's go. Like in her head, she's thinking she's trying to motivate, mm. but if these sedentary people, they might be like, just shut up. Come on. I'm watching a movie here. Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, one thing that I do like is, like, if you go to the sharing thing, um, I think it uh, it only it, it automatically will pop up suggestions, right? Mm. Uh, and it only does it for people that have an Apple Watch. Oh, that's neat. In your contacts list. So, like, hmm. you show up. So, I'm assuming that's Julie the Cruise Director's watch. I do not have a watch, yeah. Yeah, see? So it must be her watch. For sure. Because some of these other people I know have a watch, like Ronnie Barron or nice. my boss. Oh, boy. <laughs> You're like, you are closing your third ring. Get in there. Uh-huh. Let's see. I know seven people, apparently. Wow. There are my Great. suggestions. I'll, I'll think about it. I haven't decided if I want to share my uh, my my activity yet. Maybe I will. Who knows? I'm still trying to get used to it, but I love it. I text my wife all the time on it, and she's yeah. like, "You're just you just want to play with your watch." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> like yesterday, I sent her a little uh, like a kissy face emoji, and yep. uh, and she's like, "You just want to text me on your watch." Yep. And I said, "Well, That's maybe," close. but I really just wanted to send you a kissy face emoji. Like I will. T- the great thing, and hey, I like some of the like uh, predictive texts responses that they'll give you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can write back Julie, the cruise director, and this happened when she used to um, go into work. I would, I, I could write her like, somebody just chopped off my arm. I'm, there's blood everywhere. And her response, because it's like she's in a meeting and she just needs to send a response and it has to be more than like, yes, no. Mm. The predictive text, like automated response will be like, I appreciate that. Like, what? <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> That's hilarious. It's like they're getting there. Like, come on, just yeah, give them, yeah. give, you give them a few iterations here. See, I don't like uh, I don't like a lot of the predictive test ones because they're like, I'll text you later, or I'm driving, I'll text you later, hey, or like, we talk okay, about, we talk about that later. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's obviously a canned response. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yes. So I, if I reply, I always do the the voice to text reply. Um. Because like it's. It's impossible to do like the the letter gestures. I hate doing that. Right, right. And I have terrible handwriting, so like I'll do a P and I think I'm I thinks I'm doing an E or something. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Or you'll get the uh, what is it, the eggplant? <laughs> no P, not penis. Stupid phone. Yes. So so I'll do the uh, the the voice to text, but uh, I love it, man. My my screen time is like negligible now on my phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my battery lasts like almost two days on my phone now. Because mm-hmm. if I get a notification, see, all right, here's the thing. So let me explain something to everybody. Because everyone's like, oh, tech big change. Um, you know, I I before I got one, I was weary that if I got one, I would use my phone more. Mm. Right, because you know I don't like notifications. Right. So I turn them all off. 
except for like phone calls um, or texts. Okay. Um, and then I have filter set up so like certain emails will come through. Sure. Um, but that's it. And um, and I was like, well, crap. Like I'm gonna keep getting these on my on my watch, and I'm gonna like feel like I have to reply because now it's in my face. And and I feel like it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. I feel like because I can instead of having to pull my phone out and unlocking it and you know seeing what the message is and being like, ugh, I opened my phone now I have to reply. Um, I just look at my watch and like I can tell if it's important or not. And if it's not important, I just dismiss it. You know what I mean? Yep. 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 And so like I barely touch my phone. Which is fine, because like you know, I don't. I'm not big into apps anyway. Like my wife has. We were talking about this the other day. She's got like 90 something apps on her phone. Um, Like I've got 23, and that's including like all the stuff that comes from Apple. You know what I mean? (laughs) Do you put them into folders? Uh, no. So I I I let it do the uh, app suggestion thing, the Mm, app library. Sure, sure. uh, When you swipe left, but I do have two folders on. on my main screen. Gotcha. Um, I have all my uh, all my streaming apps. Um, in case I want to watch a video or like if I sure. cast it to the TV, and then I have all my finance apps. Gotcha. Um, in case I need to check those. But aside from that, like I just have, like just straightforward. Like I have the calculator, health app, notes, camera, maps, my my gas station app, uh, sure. the music app, email. Those two folders, the fitness app, Twitter. That's it. Yeah, I have more than that. But to be honest with you, I would say seven. Because Apple does do a nice like, oh, you don't use this app, so we're going to semi-delete it for you. Mm. If you want to re-download it, just click on it. Yeah. And I would say 70% of my apps have that icon on it. Uh, I I literally just get rid of 70% of them and be happy. But I do like dropping them into folders because I don't want to have like 25 pages that I'm scrolling to find like these apps. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's why I just have like the stuff that I use most often on my homepage. And sure. then I just let it put everything in the app library, um, yeah. which is mostly fine. The only thing I don't like is that productivity and finance is one category. Weird. Right. Um, which I guess like for most people that might be okay. Um, but you know, I have my, uh, retirement app, my investment app, my banking app, my crypto app. I have crypto wallets. I have my Apple wallet app. And then I have like, um, I use personal, uh, personal capital, uh, which like tracks like your, your accounts and the balances on all of them and all that. So like technically, I guess I really just need the personal capital app. I don't need the other crap. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I like just to have this like overview of things. So I keep that up on there. Sure. Uh, so, you know, I have like eight finance apps. So to have it be in productivity doesn't make sense. Cause like it's thrown in there with like my password manager and calendar and notes and my email. Right. And like, that's right, not right. the same category. Right. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, but whatever it's, it's really not that big a deal, but the app library is awesome. Um, yeah, I just, I just See? let it do its thing. There's just so much that Apple does right, especially thinking it almost feels like they think that everyone's a dum dum. Well, everyone so like, is a dum dum. They they and they should be like, guess what? Let the let the stuff happen behind the scenes. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, and I hate to say, other than like you, like I can name off the people in Nerdy Legion that that are exceptions to this rule. But I would say ninety percent of users don't really want to customize anything. No, hell no. They don't want to break down anything, nor do they even understand how things are broken down. If an app's busted, yes, they'll raise the red flag there because it's not functioning. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying beyond that point, no one really wants to do that. Yeah, well, and see, and this works pretty well with my workflow. So, you know, I use Linux at home on my on my PC. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And uh, for for a while, I was using a, a window manager. Um, which is not like a full-fledged desktop, and you can like customize it to whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I would have like an app menu, so I would do like um, you know, Windows key. We call it Super. Uh, Super D would bring up a menu, and then I just type in the app that I'm looking for, and when it selects it, I press Enter, right, to open it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, I mean like that, that's basically how App Library works too. You know what I mean? So like yep. I'm already in that workflow. Right. Um, so it's like pretty seamless for me to switch back and forth between the two. I know Aaron knows what I'm talking about because he's a Linux guy too. Uh, sure. So people are like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just put all my uh, all my shortcuts on my desktop. <laughs> that is the fucking worst, man. When oh, yeah. uh, when I started this new job, like I went to my office, and uh, you know, I when I went to my training, I got used to certain workflow, right? Um, and so I get to my office and the guy that was there before me, just like the desktop is full of icons, right? So I can't find oh, yeah. anything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he had well, like, guess the icon size is small. No, no, no. So it was, it was normal. More icons onto the desktop. No, 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 no. It was, it was normal size. Okay. okay. Um, uh, but then like <laughs> nothing made sense. Like there are just files everywhere. Because like I'm I'm we get sent files all the time. I have to download PDFs and send spreadsheets, uh, and like you know at home on my computer I have everything like really organized, like categorized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and like he wasn't doing that. Like some files, like there might be this like budget spreadsheet in my documents, and then another one in this like dated folder, and then like another one in like a downloads folder. And I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So I, you know, after I was there for a couple of weeks, I spent an entire day just cleaning up the computer and categorizing it the way that I wanted it. I even um, have a workflow in regards to the icons on my desktop. I do too. Like that's how insane I can be with that. And I hate like if I have more than fifteen icons on my desktop, what the hell am I doing? Yeah, I do too. So I got rid of everything, and then I have, so I have five folders on my desktop on the right hand side. Those sure. are documents that I have to be in and out of throughout the day, um, and so they're five folders because they're categorized. Um, on the top middle, I have access to two different virtual machines that I have to access, uh, and then on the left are like applications that I need to use on a regular basis. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So there might be like ten icons on the desktop, uh, twelve, five, five, and two. Yeah, twelve. Um, and that just works out better for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, sure. uh, like I remember yeah, somebody, see some of these people that have gigantic, like secondary monitors uh -huh. and they're just covered in icons. Oh yeah. 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 It just, it breaks my head. Like <laughs> that's your secondary monitor. Not even like your primary monitor is full too. Yeah. yeah. Having more screen space doesn't mean you use it. <laughs> like use Actually, it, use it wisely. You know Actually, I mean? this this is strange because, well, you know what I, you know, I'm a content manager, like 
mm-hmm. websites. Um, one of the things, one of the like must-haves when I when I signed on to this new company was, hey, I need a secondary monitor. Mm. And they're like, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm like a month into the job, still haven't got it. Gigantic uh. company too. Like they have plenty of money to find a hundred dollars to get me a, a secondary monitor and some cables. And I keep like touching base and at some point, and I think the point's coming up in the next couple of weeks where I'm just going to have to write back and be like, look, I'm going to buy myself a monitor. Don't you worry <laughs> about it anymore. Cause it's all, cause I just keep getting a little bit of a runaround, which mm-hmm. is fine. Like I get it if it's a gigantic company and like, we're getting it, we're getting it. But it just feels like it sort of stalls out. Mm-hmm. And I even wrote back the last time and I was like, this would help immensely with my productivity. When I'm reviewing websites, looking for broken links, trying to copy and paste stuff over into multiple different areas on like CMSs, it would be nice if I wasn't working on a 13 inch laptop. Yeah, model. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just help me to help you. Like, I, I want, I don't want to spend X amount of extra time trying to have all of these, like, versions, all these windows behind windows that I have to, like, minimize, maximize, bring up, bring down. Like, I don't want to accidentally put something in the wrong window. Let me put mm-hmm. one window all the way to my left and then let me work from my laptop and just swipe it up and bring it over yep it's like i I don't think it's much to ask for and it's like a hundred bucks like oh my gosh come on see so so once i threw out the productivity thing and the response was we're working on it we just uh it's not usually a standardized practice that employees get secondary monitors Mm -hmm. i'm like what like everybody i'm in a virtual meeting with and they're on video, I see everyone looking at their secondary monitor, if not their third monitor. Right, right, right. How could this not be a practice? Like, it'd be one thing if it, if I was just told immediately, like, that's on you to buy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, well, I, I shouldn't, like, just because I need Adobe doesn't mean I should have to pay for Adobe sure. or pay, like, it just, I don't know. It's one of those, like, are we rubbing two pennies together? Or is it just so, since it's a big company, is it, there's so much red tape to jump through that people that would have to jump through it are just like, dude, you know how much of a hassle this is going to be? Where I can sit, which I could easily see if you're in an office, because I'm working remotely. If you're in an office, you ask your, your manager, hey, I need a secondary, second monitor. I could easily see that manager thinking, if I get you one, I have to get 10 other bozos one. <laughs> that I could see. I could easily, like, dude, absolutely. It would be right up there, like, me sharing, like, I got a $3 raise. And then all those 10 people are like, I only got 30 cents. What the <laughs> hell? And then everyone, like, yes, there's some stuff you don't share with people. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. And see, so I'm lucky in that regards because I do all the budgeting, right? Mm. So I'm in charge of three different departments, and I do all the budgeting for every department. Gotcha. Um, so if I need another monitor, I look at my budget. If I can fit in the budget, I order the monitor. Sure. Right? Uh, matter of fact, I need to order a new desk chair this week because the chair that – dude, I don't know. I don't know what this guy was doing. 
Right. Uh, but it's like, you know, it's crooked to the left. You know what I mean? Oh, so you're just leaning on the left? Yeah, it's a little leading to the left. Yeah, yeah, it fe- yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels a little weird. Sure. Um, but, but hey, buddy, if you were my manager and you said that reason, I looked in the budget. I'm not really sure. Yeah. You know, hit hit me back in 2022. Mm-hmm. That's all I would need. And I'd be like, absolutely. And then I would just go on to Amazon buy myself a monitor. Yeah, sure, like, sure, sure. Like, if I just had some reason of like... Oh, okay. So it, at this point, it's it's a lost cause. Okay. Well, I can handle that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just spinning the wheels, like keeping me in limbo thing that I'm like, I'm just not used to. No, I gotcha. Well, see, and some things are weird. Like uh, like Friday, my printer was getting low on ink, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so so I go. We have a, a business account with a, an office supply place. Oh. oh. Um, that I won't name. One of one of the two that are still around. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, uh, so I get on there. I, well, I go on the website. Jumped on there. Try uh, made the max of it. Yeah, I, I go on the website and right. uh, I try to find the, the the serial number, right? So I find the right ink cartridge, mm-hmm. um, and it said two hundred and fifty dollars, right? And, and I'm like. I, I'm sure that there's another depot around here for me to go into. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So I, I look, and it said $250. I said, there's no fucking way it's that expensive. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, or, like, you can have a gross of 1,000 ink cartridges. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, now I get it. Oops. Uh, well, I mean, look, if, like, if I had to buy it, then fine, right? Because it does, like, 16,000 pages, right? Because um, we use, like, large laser jets. And uh, so it was, it was 250 and I'm like, man, like, you know, I have enough in my budget to get these cartridges, but that seems really expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, but then I realized I'm not signed into my account. So I go to sign in, and I find the same cartridge, and it was $70.28. <laughs> right? So I'm like, all right, perfect. Like, I'll go ahead and order it, and I'll just run down there and pick it up. Can't do Can that. I ask you on this when you saw two hundred and fifty dollars? Uh huh. Right next to it, did you did you see anything that was like, "Hey, would you like a Max professional who can clean out your printers, add cart, add cart? Would you like to pay seventy dollars for this <laughs> ink cartridge? Like no, sign up no. for our our cleaning service. No, I didn't see anything like that. Okay. Um. But so so I'm like okay cool seventy bucks perfect like I'll order two right just so I have an extra one. Yeah. Um. So I put them in my cart and uh and you know I I go to check out right and so you know it it asked me to bill it to a specific department so I do that. Um. And then it gives me the the delivery options right and it's automatically set to um three business days. Mm. So I gotta click on it and it won't let me change it. So for some reason, our business account is mail delivery only. Wow. Three business days, but mail delivery only. Um, so so, so that's I w- the contract that your company has right. with office right. supplies. Gotcha. So I was stuck in this conundrum. Do I wait until Wednesday to get my ink cartridge or do I go and spend 250 right, four times the price of what I can buy it for online mm-hmm. – at the same exact store, but have it the same day. So, uh, but it's also 
come out of your budget four times as much too. Ex- exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So uh, so we'll see how my ink goes tomorrow. I might just need to run down there and just fucking buy one. So did you lean out your office door and yell at your team, no more printouts? <laughs> you know what that's costing me? Get to work. Well, and so the thing is, like, I could use another printer. But then I have to set up the printer because – it certain computers are set up to only print in certain printers. Of course. Uh, well, what do you mean, of course? Why can't I print to any printer I want? What if, you, what if you? What if you? Hey, 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 manager boy. <laughs> are you paying for the second floor's color cartridges that you want to print to? Mm. Is that coming out of your budget or the second floor's budget? Listen, I do the budget for everybody. So it technically is all my budget. <laughs> That's an IT issue. I would be getting on their ass. Yeah, so I think I'm not even going to bother with IT. I'm just going to do it myself. Nice. Yeah. Because, um, you know, then if, if I – You're if, real sneaky and you just put your own printer underneath your desk. I like, mean I could – dude, it would be cheaper for me to go to Walmart and buy like, you know, uh, whatever the fuck, $50 printer. Hell yeah. <laughs> and you know how much they're – cartridges their ink cartridges would cost probably 200 yeah probably 200 bucks but who cares it's 50 bucks for a printer right? right and it's like my emergency printer uh that sounds like a solution that i would look uh into so uh so we'll see but i thought it was pretty funny that uh that is you know how, how dare they charge 250 dollars for an ink cartridge <laughs> that's what's wonderful about my position unlike yours i don't look at budgets mm. So I would just be like, hey, Martin, I'm going to go down to a depot and or a max. I don't know which one. you, And I'm <laughs> just going to use the card and I'm going to grab us an ink cartridge. Uh-huh. Because it's like, I don't care if it's 250 or $25. Like, that ain't no budget for me. I'll, well, gonna, that's you true. You know what? I, I'll, I bought three of them, Martin, because I saw shelf space. I just want to throw them up like I don't care. Yeah. Well, see, and so that was the other option, right? Like, I can go down there and, and buy the $250 cartridge, and then they just reimburse me. And there right. is a – there's well, a set – The point is it still comes out of your budget. I, yes, exactly. <laughs> like, still, at the end of the day, yes, you can have it in 10, 10 minutes, but, man, is that going to gouge your budget. Yeah, but but that – for some reason – look, the way that – this is super boring. We should, we should switch feeds here. Um well, but uh, but but for some reason that like payout budget for like mm-hmm. self paid stuff um, is on a yearly budget, not a monthly budget. So like so the budget the but the budget on that account is extremely high. It's like high six figures sure, for the sure. year. Yeah. Um, so like technically, I could just do that. <laughs> I like that better. Yeah, because that could be a little bit. You could just like I need this right now, and you just buy excess uh, of stuff that you need, and then by the end of the year, are you really going to need all that stuff? So yeah, who yeah, cares yeah. if you run out of budget then? It's yeah, the no, that's year. true. That's true. And I mean, I do that with small stuff. Like if I need paper, which I don't need paper, uh, but let's say I did, like I can go to the store and steal you know, it from the second floor. Like well, we used yes, to. Hell, yeah, sure, hell, yeah. I could do that. But like I don't feel bad doing a payout for like you know twenty bucks, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks. Right. Um, but like, 
250. Mm, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking I, small, you know what I mean? Maybe maybe because I'm I used to like a household big. budget instead of like a multi-million dollar budget. <laughs> I don't even know if it's the money. I think it's the you're looking at it like but it's $250. F that. Like that's the thing. Not I have to spend the it's just like they're going to gouge me on this. You know, you rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know what if 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 I had not signed into our account and checked what we would normally pay for it. I probably would have just gone and spent the 250. Right. But knowing that retail is like 4x markup on what a business account gets it for, I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Um, Paul, let's uh-huh. change gears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you recall what you were going to say about Patreon? Oh, yeah, I'm going to do this real quick uh, so, yeah. because actually uh, I, I briefly had a back and forth with Dennis earlier. Nice. Um, and, you know, Chandler, Dennis. Yes, Chandler. Correct. Go check it out only on NerdLegion.com. Uh, and, well, I mean, you know, and, and anyway, you can get a podcast. But still, um, you know, he and I are very into crypto, as you know. And uh, there's this uh, this is crypto uh, terminology called the DAO um that i'm very interested in and so i was considering setting up a dao for nerdy legion um uh, which basically so so it would be hmm. is it d-o-w or d-d-a-o d-a-o okay all right d-a-o um it's a decentralized autonomous organization uh, so basically, it's uh, like if you were to sell a, set up a, a corporation, uh, except instead of having like a board of directors and you know a CEO and a vice president and a CFO and all that, um, yeah. everything would be run by uh, the shareholders. Oh, so it's like a collective. It's like a co- exactly. It's like a yeah. crypto collective. That's interesting. Um, so, so I'm playing around with with but the idea of that. Is not louder than the other. Correct. Correct. That, 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 there's a communal hippie feel to that. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get like voting rights based on, uh, you know, like owning tokens. Uh, so the thing is, like, do I want to do like this whole thing, right? Uh, which I mean, I have the technical knowledge to do it. I just, uh, you know, I think it would be interesting, like, if all the listeners had a say. In like how we run the show, you know what I mean? I think that'd be cool. I would love that. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, so, so I'm considering that um, because I think my my very short term plan uh, is to move all our file hosting from uh, the the file host that I use currently, uh, yes. DigitalOcean, um, mm-hmm. and move it to blockchain because uh, mm. there's a, an interesting project. That has like uh, an AWS gateway, uh, so you like point it to a web address, uh, but the the address is not the actual place where the files are stored. Um, it's a gateway into their decentralized network. Um, sure. So so you know there's no need for uh, like CDNs or anything like that, right? Because everything is just archived in the entire world. I uh, like the sound of this. I. Yes, I think you have the technical know-how without a doubt. Do you want to spend time doing this, or would it be a chore? That would be my question to you. Mm-hmm. I, Without your answer, my guess is you want to do this just because you sort of want to experiment to see how 
all the connections would go. 100%. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, good. I love I, I love building stuff and love yep. breaking it and learning how to fix it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, I can see how that, that would really juice you up. That would yeah, be yeah, yeah. one for you. Yeah, so – and I mean like it, it, that would make no difference to anybody. You know what I mean? Like it's a total right. back-end thing that nobody would ever notice like whether right. it's you know hosted somewhere or not. Um, but I think it would be super cool. Um, That's so. what, the way the way you said, like, give a voice to the audience. Yeah. For me, that that's a huge driver. I would love that if we could adopt that. I would be effing so on board with that, because the one thing that I love about Patreon, I love that the more dedicated people are, and I even see it on Twitch. Like, hey, thanks for the 13 months of support, you know, signing whatever it is, your Amazon yep. Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just going on, clicking on it. It's something free. It doesn't cost you any money. It's just the hassle of connecting your Amazon Prime free linkage over to them every month. Mm-hmm. And they're very thankful. And yep. I do like the uh, the thought of this person's been with us 13 months and supporting us with a quarter a month who the hell cares about the amount yeah who they're cares? just we just know that they're constantly there for us yep would i like to give that person just like on patreon and some of the comic book places indiegogo that type of thing where it's like on this video game you're at this tier that we're gonna put your picture or a picture of an animal or whatever into our video game or you will get credit at the end of our video game mm-hmm or the end of the comic. Like for me, I would love it to be like, hey, you have been with us 12 months and this is how we know. You get to pick the next topic. Like mm. you've been here for a year, pick the next topic for the next show and we're gonna do it. Yep. Like I love freaking stuff like that because that at least for me as a listener or shoot, even me as a content creator, I would like to know. I don't know if all of our audience wants to hear us talk about our top five animals that we would want as a pet. <laughs> but you know what? This one person that has followed us for a year thinks that that would be either an entertaining topic or I want to hear what Martin's top five noodles are. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like somebody wants to know that stupid information. Yeah. And I would never think about like top five animals as a pet. I would never think of that concept. But somebody out there did, and they want to hear us talk about it. So hell yeah, I would want to talk about it. That's something I if that's something we should take offline a little bit and hash that out because I would be I would be even behind like even if you don't want to charge anything for a show, mm-hmm. I would be behind. Hey, here's a platform, and we can have all of our like listeners go on and sign up, and then we can keep track of these people. And once a flag that we've installed hits, we can reach out to them, whether it's personal or it's a form, we can reach out to them and like, hey, it's your time. What do you mm-hmm. want to hear us talk about? Let yeah. us know. You have a week to respond. Mm-hmm. That would freaking drive me as a content creator. I would love to hear that yep. one. And believe me, I reach out and you reach out as well. Like we're recording. Send us like questions. And guess what? If we're posting that at four o'clock in the afternoon, the amount of our base audience that would receive that notification, I would say 
8% might be online and see that question. And out of the 8%, 10% of the 8% might actually have a question. So let me send this question. Oh, they asked for questions. I'll send this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just getting something given to you that you've signed up for and like, yeah, I'll keep that. And then in a year I get to ask a, a show topic. Mm-hmm. It's like that engagement would freaking drive me. Any engagement with any listener or any creator out there, anybody that wants to like come on the podcast or like send us an idea, give us a negative or a positive review. I'm all up for mm-hmm. it. sounds great. It mm-hmm. drive me and um, it'd make me a little bit more passionate to want to do something that like, guess what? Somebody out there wants to hear that. Right. Yeah. I think Love it'd it. be cool. Uh, again, I'm super into crypto. So maybe I maybe see some of the stuff more than others. Uh, so again, it'll be a matter of how much time do I want to put into it, uh, yeah. and will will what our audience understand what what the purpose of it is, right? Um, so we'll see. I, I think there's a lot of potential. So so I'm playing with it. It's still in the in the in Martin's mind phase. I like that. That's in your head. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, I just I just you know I want to try new stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know we can't use the same tech all the time. That's boring. Oh, dude. Every time, <laughs> believe me, my last job, it was exciting to find out, oh, we're going to get a new content management system after three years. Mm-hmm. Like, that's exciting. Even if there's speed bumps, who the hell cares? Like, yes, things are going to break, but guess what? We can get rid of the old and learn the new. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, I can see how that would drive you. Yep. So obviously it would have to be super easy. You know what I mean? Um, cause most people don't want to learn technicalities to, to get involved in something like that. Um, but, uh, th- there's a lot of potential. So, so we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. In, or you in, can in the future. Them do very complicated tasks, but if you guise it almost under a, an Apple look. Exactly. Like you give them such easy boxes and clarity yep. that guess what? They're performing really really complicated tasks and and behavior under the guise of like i only answered four questions Mm -hmm. but out of those four questions on the back end you've actually like summarized 40 different yes or no up and down type of thing like Mm -hmm. yeah it could it could really work this would be really interesting yep give me more updates once you once you get Get down that road a little bit. I'd love to hear how it go how it goes. This idea trademarked. So yeah. if any other podcasters steal it, you're going to court. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or maybe this is the skeleton that guess what? Uh, other people don't have to join the Nerdy Legion network, but they can jump on the Ferretti engine and the Ferretti engine. <laughs> You know what I'm vroom, saying? Vroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ferretti Engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, I hear Deep you. Brunch Retro, sponsored by the Ferretti Engine. I hear you. Yeah, I like it. I hear you. Uh, I like no, lot. I mean, and I love Patreon. I just think it's it's so like you know, ten years ago. Like it's I, it's great, dude. Before you said that, I was just about to say, you know, that's gonna go away soon. Oh, for sure. Something new is gonna take that place. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hey, so, can, so anyways, yes. Can I change, can I change this up just a little bit? Yes. Don't, uh, consult your Apple watch, uh, 
con- con- uh, content of events that, that we have for the show. I want to ask you about um, trends. Trends? Trends. Uh-oh. You know, I'm very have, trendy. Oh, I know. You are. In your black shirt and jeans. That's right. <laughs> uh, no, no jeans. I don't wear jeans. Uh, sorry. Black black shirt and uh velvet short shorts. I, I wear I wear uh I wear khakis. I wear I wear chinos. That's true. Chinos. chinos. Yeah, chinos. Okay. Web trends. Web trends. Don't I this just hit my radar two months ago, three months ago. And I'm an old dude. So this could have been happening for a year. Mm. This is more of a Julian I wish Julian was here because he he would know exactly when this stuff hit. But I've been noticing for a few months how huge the unboxing oh yeah of cards has mm-hmm. become mm-hmm. specifically sports cards mm-hmm. and Pokemon. Mm-hmm. The amount of money that people are making off of their videos of unboxing both of these as well as trying to sell all of the this kind con- like unopened boxes of Pokemon or sports cards. It's crazy to see like how that thing just ballooned up to the point that now you go into a Target and all of these scalpers know, oh, this Target, they get in their Pokemon cards on Friday morning. So mm-hmm. we have to start lining up the night before. Yep. And even Target, some locations, and maybe you know this, maybe the listener does. Hopefully the listener doesn't know this, so I'm sharing new information with them. If if everybody knows all this information, then uh, just um, hang on for the ride. It's crazy that now Target has started to do virtual lineup queues. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Thursday, because, you know, they're not open 24-7. Yeah. So they take down people's names and they also don't want ne'er-do-wells outside the store lined up during COVID. I don't even think they would want that even not COVID. I I don't think any target wants to have like 25, like I would say 20 somethings hanging out (laughs) like all night. So they do this virtual queue. But if you've noticed going into targets now, all those sports cards and Pokemon cards and like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, are behind the customer service desk now. Mm. So on Friday morning, the target manager will come out and say, look, we got in sports cards. We didn't get this in. Here's the limit. Line up. Here's the list that that I took down virtually. Everyone line up. Everyone else go past that. Once you buy stuff, you can get back in line and do another run, but we're limiting it to XYZ. So this has been happening for a couple months. Do you know the next trend in streaming? Tell me. It's been been happening for at least, I want to say, a month, maybe three weeks. Uh-huh. And it's a trend that drives me freaking crazy. <laughs> Do you have any idea what it is? Nope. Specifically on Twitch. There, I have no idea brand new it never has had i don't i don't believe it's ever happened oh boy yeah what is it don't keep me in suspense okay you know how twitch has plenty of like bikini models oh jesus (laughs) i did not expect this twist or sorry if 
young Miss Ferretti is in the same room or in the next room. Play, a, I will play along. You just pretend you don't, you don't have any clue what I'm talking about. Uh huh. And that's been since day one of Twitch. They've always had. Yeah, sure. And hey, guess what, ladies, make as much money as you can. Rock and roll. Like it's crazy to see. Like, oh, somebody's streaming Call of Duty and they have two thousand followers, and then like the top person is so and so trying on Shira. Kasume, mm-hmm. and those and the, her viewers are like twenty seven thousand. <laughs> like, oh, like it's so insane. Um, but the new thing, where it used to be like I'm by a, I'm hanging out in the pool, or I'm working out and stretching, or I'm trying on like Kasume. That that's been around since day one. Twitch. Mm-hmm. No, the last three weeks, four weeks. Inflatable hot tubs. <laughs> what? Yes. Look it up, my friend. Inflatable hot tubs. Uh huh. It drives me. It's in. What you're picturing <laughs> is not even close to the reality. So the same people, the same streamers that are, you know, come by for my Dance Dance Revolution stream. And you can see that it's in, like, their spare bedroom. They're dancing along to their, you know, PS5 version of Dance Dance. Or they're modeling bikinis. Or they're answering, you know, viewers' questions. You know, what? I, you like I said, from day one, make money however you have to make money. Sure. Do it. I, knock your socks off. There's no judgment from me. I just find this the most... This is as bizarre as... <laughs> I need to watch somebody open up card packs. See, I but thought I, I thought, say, I thought the trend was gonna be card. I thought the trend was gonna be that these bikini models are taking off their tops to reveal Pokemon cards covering their nipples. <laughs> I'm sh- I can guarantee you that's probably being, <laughs> but no nudity on Twitch. You know that. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but this, like I said, you can picture this. But there's no way you're even picturing it correctly. Because it's not like they're out in their backyard. They're in that same <laughs> spare bedroom. But they have a blow-up that is like a kiddie pool, but smaller. Maybe mm-hmm. four foot round. Yep. But it's a blow-up hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I have no idea. I think it's an excuse that, like, you're going to see me in a hot tub in a bikini, yo. Even though it's like, you could just hang out in a bikini. But, <sighs> God, and it's not one streamer. There are hundreds, hundreds of streamers that will advertise right in their status bar, hot tub bikini, or whatever. Blow up hot tub. And it's the most bizarro. Like, in my head, I'm like, I never even knew there were blow up hot tubs. <laughs> like, I didn't either. Now I want one. Oh my god, it's so funny, but that's the big trap. I'm going to put like four look. Months. And at first I saw one person doing it and I'm like, that's crazy, that's insane because it's not outside. It's always like in their spare bedroom or basement, wherever they're streaming from. Yeah. No judgment there. The thing that's strange is it's not outside because you have that much water in I honest to god, it looks like a kid's blow-up pool. 
Mm. Like it does not look like an indoor hot tub. Even if it was a blow up, like it doesn't look like, Ooh, they spent thousands of dollars. Like there's no way this thing's going to leak. But in my head, I'm like, that thing's going to pop. And now I don't know. Are people tuning in because it's a beautiful woman who's engaging or are you tuning in half for that and half for the car ride that's going to happen when that hot tub bursts? And you get <laughs> gallons of water in your spare bedroom. You know what this reminds me of? I, I'm sure your parents told you this when you were little. Uh, my parents didn't have to tell me this because I loved going outside and like playing soccer and you know baseball or whatever. Uh, but 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 I used to find myself telling my own kids this when they were younger, and now I just don't bother because it's just like useless to tell them that because they won't do it. Uh, okay. But you know how like parents tell their kids, "Why don't you fucking go outside and play?" Right. 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 Um, and I never thought about it in this way until now. You mentioned that the hottest Twitch trend is inflatable hot tubs in your bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like not enough people growing up were told to go outside and play. <laughs> uh, and so they just do like the randomest dumb shit in their house. Yeah. Uh, and stream it because other people whose parents didn't tell them to go outside and play, uh, like, want to know what it's like to have a hot tub in your bedroom. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait till you see it. I'm dying. If I could find you a picture and send it to you, it looks like a see-through child's pool. But it's taller than a child's <laughs> pool, and it's obviously a hot tub because the water's moving around in it. But it, it looks just as rickety and like half-ass as a child's blow-up pool. Look, I'm looking at these pools right now. I found the best inflatable hot tubs in 2021. Ooh, and how how pricey are they? Uh, you know, like they're less than a thousand dollars. Are they see-through? No, these are not. None of these are see-through that I can see. Oh well, then you're you're at the high end. I'm talking low rent stuff. Oh, I see. These are like see-through, like kids' pool see-through. <laughs> no joke. That's why I'm like, this is gonna be a car wreck. This is gonna come like there. Obviously, somebody's going to somebody's gonna have that pop online. And mm. holy mackerel, will that be? Are these like one-person hot tubs? They look like they could fit four people. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, no, see, that's weird. I would have thought that you would have easily have seen that. I feel like if I wanted a hot tub, I would save up for a real hot tub. Yes. Like, I, you know, having a hot tub in your bedroom is probably weird, right? Uh, maybe it's less weird to have an inflatable see-through hot tub in your bedroom than it would be to have like an old school like oak hot tub in your bedroom um but maybe not because like there's people that have hot tubs in their bathrooms you know what i mean so like maybe that's not so weird uh maybe it's the fact that it's like a rinky dink like (laughs) fucking inflatable pool with a heater attached to it uh is what like gets people Okay, I you know what I mean? It. Oh, for sure. It's like there's a I I was listening to a podcast recently and they were talking about uh, oh god what podcast was it? Uh, I wish I remembered because now I can't remember. I'll, I'll look at my podcast app and see. Um, <clears throat> but there was some trend 
about uh, like random misplaced items showing up in YouTube videos. Huh. Um, and like they they go viral because like nobody expects these like random things to show up in videos. Right. Like um, let's say you're doing a cooking video and there's like a glass jar with knives in it. Right. And there's like an eyeball in the, in the jar. Right. So so at first you're like, well, why is there a glass jar in there? And then you're like, oh, wait, there's knives in it. Wait, there's an eyeball in it. Right. And so it becomes like uh, it becomes viral, not because of the content of the video, but because of this random thing that's in the background. Yes. Does that make sense? Yep, for sure. Three hundred and ninety nine U.S. dollars. Ooh, this one's fancy. It's got like lights and shit. Yeah, that's the that's the type that they that I've seen at least. And you know why I'm doing this? I mean, let's just put this on front street. I do this research for science, guys. <laughs> you purchased and, one of these. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying <laughs> I, I, I watch some of these streamers for science. Mm. Maybe five or six of them. Just yeah. to, you know, just to verify, like, this is all legit. This is for science. Of course. Let's do, yes. And they all have very similar type hot tubs. Oh wait, what a deal! Listen, this this hot tub you sent me is a deal. Yeah, you could put it right in your podcasting room. Listen, it's three hundred and ninety nine dollars. Yep. Right. Not only that, that's a that's a steal. You but also, also you know there is no heater attached to that. That's like a fan that's blowing around water. That's why when I see no that, doubt, I'm like, how can that not explode? No doubt. Three stars, one review, mm-hmm. eight orders. Uh, if you, if you order it, you get a two dollar new user coupon. I don't know if you saw this. That's uh, that's quite the savings. Now it's three ninety seven. Three ninety seven. But see, you're gonna need that two dollar discount because shipping to the U S. from China for this particular item is six hundred and twenty seven dollars and thirty five cents. <laughs> so why not just buy the really nice Coleman one? For <laughs> And it probably has a heater in it, too. Ah, uh, this is very strange. It's such a strange trend, dude. I'm going so to I'm gonna have to look but, into this. But for I science. will say, whatever, for science. Yes. For whenever they're doing that specifically, and I'll look at their channel before and after, whenever it says, like, you know, hanging out in the hot tub tonight, I swear to God, they get, like, three times as much traffic. <laughs> of course. Like, ay, ay, ay. Of course they do. You know what we should do? We should start a Nerdy Legion only fans. Ooh. That's what we need to do. And like uh, and we'll record our audio in uh, in our pasties. Oh. Right? But because it's an OnlyFans, we'll get extra money. I See like what it. I mean? I like it. I noticed that as a trend lately. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. some people aren't using Patreon. They're going to OnlyFans. They are, yeah. Uh-huh. Not just not just porn stars are using OnlyFans anymore. Yeah, not just porn stars. Nope. That was the trend uh, a couple of years ago. That's not right. Anymore. That's right. Not a... uh, you can blame it on uh, what's that? What's that actress? That Disney girl? This... Uh, Heather Thomas? No, 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 no. The one that's crazy. Alana, Alanis Morissette? No. The uh, she used to be on. She used to be on Disney on that show yeah. with uh, with Mary Jane Bella Bella Thorne. Uh, Debbie Gibson? No, Bella Thorne. Brit- Britney Spears? Bella Thorne. Yes, I know who Bella Thorne is. Yeah. Her career went down the poop hole, so she went to OnlyFans. 
Smart. And then the other girl became Mary Jane, so you know she did all right for herself. Yes, she did. What was the name of that show? You, you Mickey know. Mouse Club. Was it the Mickey Mouse Club? No, it wasn't the Mickey Mouse Club. No. What was she in? I that don't show. know. I don't follow Bella Thorne. Shake it up. I don't even know what that is. Shake it up. It was in Disney. Well, okay. you don't have you don't have children. Right, and I never watched Disney when they had a channel. Ah, uh, yes. That was post my time watching Disney. I had to watch Disney, Nickelodeon, all that stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason I refuse to get Disney+. Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. Quick question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have Hulu? I do. Did you know, uh, I'm just going to ask you, have you watched The Orange Years? I've never even heard of it. The Orange Years, the Nickelodeon story? Nope. That might be right up your alley, my friend. Really? It's about the creation of Nickelodeon. Huh. Yeah, even Kenan Thompson is on it, talking. I bet it involves a lot of drugs. I bet they don't talk about a lot of drugs. (laughs) Will they talk about green slime? Absolutely. For sure. Cocaine? Yes. Not at all. Uh, That's too bad. Get out of here with that. Did it's you watch on the Hulu? Did you watch Sasquatch? No, but I'm glad you brought it up because I know you, you know. watched it. Listen, I, I got tied up with other stuff that we'll talk about next. And it involves comics for all you haters. Oh, what uh-huh. a key. Uh-huh. Uh, Sasquatch. Based on a true story about a man yeah. that finds a Bigfoot in the woods and the Bigfoot joins his family. And they name him Harry. Yes. And then he goes after a guy who's half human, half machine. Dun, 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 dun. His name, dun, dun, Steve dun, dun, Rogers. <laughs> we can rebuild. I'm pretty sure we just combined like 13 movies into one. How uh, much will it cost? A lot of money. How much is a lot? Six million dollars. <laughs> For how much? Just for his binocular-like one eye that you can look through and see very, very far, uh, that is even more than $6 billion. Mm. Mm. Uh, yes, very good. I, I want you to tell me about Sasquatch. People, let's, we should preface. Uh-oh. We should preface. Oh. Because I think I may have told you about Sasquatch, right? Or I tweeted about it. It was on my radar. Pal. It was on your radar, though. Very good. That's why you're a good man. Um, I did tweet about this when I heard about it because, you know, I love me some Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, a Bigfoot thing. That's cool. Like, I haven't seen one in a while. And then I read the description, and I'm like, this is not a Bigfoot thing, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But but it's Cole Sasquatch. Yeah. Uh, the guy that made this documentary, is it a series? It's a couple episodes, right? Three episodes. Three episodes. The guy that made his docuseries was just on Joe Rogan. Um, I didn't hear the episode, but I did hear a clip from it. And he described what the show is about, and it is definitely not about Bigfoot. So give me give me the 30-second pitch on why people who don't give a shit about Bigfoot should watch Sasquatch. I would say it's tangentially related to Sasquatch. Oh. Do they find a Sasquatch in it? Uh, Sasquatch uh, killed three uh, migrant workers. Uh, but did he, though? Through, 
Yeah, ripped him apart, tore him limb to limb from limb. Oh Jesus! Didn't steal any of the pot plants. Didn't this, care about the harvest. This Just sounds like a horror right movie. Into... It was pretty interesting. It yeah, was, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, so you should you should say though that uh, this occurred at like a, an illegal pot farm, like in the middle of the woods. Oh yeah, California illegal pot farm. <laughs> That's run by uh, Hell's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it was Everyone a Bigfoot that ripped these guys apart. Okay. Absolutely. Not, what, not Hell's Angels, in. not drug dealers. Okay. No. Those are very nice people. And the person that came in to report this to the landowner, w- was he on crystal meth? Maybe. Sure. Yeah. Would that make him unreliable? Sure. Possible. But, you know, other people saw it. Sure. So that's sort of how it starts off. Were they also on crystal meth? Most likely. The the gentleman, the investigative reporter who was being followed, that's why I don't know, was that the guy that was on Joe Rogan or was it the director that was on Joe Rogan? Uh, I don't because know. Keep talking. I'll look it up. The investigative reporter was really interesting because he also went undercover for like a neo-Nazi article. Mm-hmm. As well as he was raped as a child. Oh, jeez. And one of his articles was to find the rapist and confront him. Wow. I know, which I was like, holy mackerel, that's heavy. So the guy, also, the guy that was on Rogan is David Holthouse. That's the investigative reporter. Very he good. has a fascinating life story. I wish there was a documentary on him. Um, and they even show clips when he was being interviewed for 2020 he was on like sally jesse Raphael. he Whoa. like he was a pretty big deal and like honestly there were so many things that i was just like i want a movie about that infiltrating skinheads i want a movie about so he was going into these pot farms which i didn't even know existed but it makes sense like how you know weed has to grow somewhere sure um in heaven he was working, he was working at a pot farm And he said, everyone, and it used to be a hippie community in like the Mm sixties. And then the government swoops in during their Nancy Reagan, uh, say no to drugs, war on drugs thing. Yes. All these law enforcement people would fly in with helicopters, chop down, burn all the, all the plants and just like decimate the crops. And all these hippies were like out of all this money for, for the year. Hmm. So it was like, oh, my God, it was a crazy story. But anyway, this investigative reporter, he's there undercover working the pot farm Hmm. with all these other people. And he said, this wasn't a hippie community anymore. Like as soon as the Hells Angels and like all these landowners sublet out their land in the, what was it, 90s, then it became like a big business. And there were, and he even, he said all the rumors about like people would just disappear Mm. and you'd never hear about them again. Mm. And if they died on the farm, they would just get buried because what pot farm wants to be like, oh, this person passed away. Hey, police come into my pot farm and investigate this murder or investigate this person that just had a heart attack. Hell no, they're not doing that. Mm. So this guy's working this field. And he said, this isn't hippies. He said, everyone that was like patrolling or supervising, they were all, they all had weapons. Mm. 
every worker, including the guards and whatnot that were protecting the land, they were all on drugs. Like he, he was, he was pretty much like most of them weren't even on pot. Like they needed to work extreme hours because I guess you only have a certain window once like the marijuana is like ready to be picked. You only have a certain amount of time to pick it before it goes. Gotcha. And he said, oh, no, these are people that are on cocaine or amphetamines, to, you know, some form of stimulant because they have to work long, long days. Mm-hmm. So one night, one of the workers busts in and he said, you know, these people, these three workers torn limb to limb. I saw them. And so did this one guy. Huh. And he's and the owner of the farm was like, well, obviously, the, you know. People come in and they steal crops left and right because, you know, people in the neighboring area, they know when the marijuana is ready to be picked. So you get a lot of robberies. Yeah. And the guy's like, no, nothing was taken. It was three guys. And they're he goes, you don't understand. They were torn limb from limb. I saw it. We both saw it. And it was pretty. I mean, sure, the guy was tweaking, but it was like, oh, that's like it was very compelling. So this investigative reporter he went on, like I said, he did all these other all these other investigative reports that, you know, he sold the magazines. I don't know if he ever wrote books, but, you know, he, he made his own money. And this was like 93, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So now he's coming back to it. 2020. He's coming back into the area and he's trying to like he doesn't really even remember where this happened. It's been so long hmm. and I'm not going to ruin anything for you. But throughout the whole movie, then he, he he pulls in a little bit of like investigative reporting on like sightings of Bigfoot, sightings of Sasquatch around the area. And he pulled in like an, an anthropologist to talk about Sasquatch. And he's like, it isn't just one creature out there. There's been sightings throughout the U.S. Um, he goes, there's probably 100, 150 of them. Hmm. And he goes... You, he goes, the reason people don't see them is there are a hundred times more black bears in the U.S. And how many people ever see a black bear, ever see a dead black bear? True. They're very elusive and they like to be away from people. And if, you know, Bigfoot Sasquatches are around, why wouldn't they be the same way? Mm. They don't want to be found, which was like, oh, this is real. Like, it was interesting because it wasn't just like, and believe me, the guy talked to a lot of like cannabis farmers, cannabis owners, you know, that type of thing Mm -hmm. around the area. And some of them were very unreliable. I'll I'll be the first to say. (laughs) But then he would talk to like this anthropologist. He talked to the guy who actually did that or that famous one sighting of. Bigfoot walking mm-hmm. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They talked to I Patterson think Gimlin. Yeah, Gimlin. They talked to him, and I'm like, oh my god, that guy's still alive. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah. I'm like that's wild. <clears throat> so they talked to him, interviewed him a little bit, and then they talked to another guy who claims that he's friends with him, and he put on the costume, and he was the one being filmed. Oh, I thought you were gonna say friends with the Sasquatch, because then we'd be talking. No, he supposedly was the Sasquatch. Gotcha. Yeah, the, the the old bald guy. Yes. Yes. So they, which I didn't know any of this stuff, which I was like, this is fascinating. Even if, like, do I, be, like I even told Julia Cruz, director, 
do I believe in Sasquatch? Do I believe? <laughs> like, I'm a very fact science-based person. Like, show this to me. But when somebody's like the whole black bear being elusive, like, oh, that's a cool point. Mm-hmm. Not that that's fact or anything, but still it's like, oh, that's cool. Okay, okay. Like, it, it got my, like, X-Files brain sort of running yeah. a little bit. Like, that's cool. That's cool. All right, all right. Um, so he's tracking down as well, since it is, you know, a pot farm. Sure. He's, he's tracking down old workers, old owners, and he's interviewing them as well as he has a, an ex police officer that was in the area. Who's now in a private investigator Mm. having him work some of his leads. And, uh, the one guy, um, hot Holt house, he also paid a couple snitches that still, you know, works the pop farms Uh-oh. to go in and like, hey, ask around about there's one guy who's nicknamed Gary Bigfoot. <laughs> ask course. about, you know, this other person. Like, what were they doing in 93? Or is he related to this one double murder that happened in like 2001? So he'd have the snitches doing stuff like that. So it was fascinating to like, he's doing two branch investigation, but I'm pretty sure he was going more like, Hey, there was a murder in a pot farm. Could it have been Sasquatch? That's the story that we've heard. (laughs) Could it be more reliable that it's somebody protecting their drug money? Seems a little bit more plausible. Yeah. But he still goes down. Like I said, both these roads. But there was a point in the film that like gave me goose chills where this private investigator comes back and he texts uh, Holt House, texts him and is like, hey, people have re- I- I'm done. I quit this case. I- I'm, I'm done. I have family in this area. I'm stepping back. And he and then his next text was something to the effect of you better watch how far down this road you want to go. Hmm. something could happen to you, <gasps> but good luck. And it, and honest to God, this guy, and even Halthouse, even he said, the reason that criminals talk to me is because they relate something like about themselves in him. And he goes, and that's why I love criminals as well. <laughs> so they sort of just sort of open up to him. They don't find him a threat. Right. And honest to God, there was a couple like sketchy people that he talked to that he redacted the dude's name. And then another guy where one of one of his informants, Razor, one of his informants was like, as soon as the guy brought up his name, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. No, no, no. I'm not going to even mention him Hmm. in any context. Hmm. So it was definitely like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, oh, my God. Like, how many people have? Sure. Did he did did these people kill anybody? Maybe not. Did they order somebody to kill these people? Maybe like uh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was very interesting. Like Julia Cruz director didn't care for it much, but she also was like, great. Now I'm going to go to bed and have nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) And today, well, we watched last week, we watched the HBO Max uh, docu-series Generation Hustle, Mm -hmm. all about like scammers and hustlers. Yep. And one of the, and I don't know if you watch that, but there's a, one of the episodes was about WeWork 
that I, I, I think even wrote to you and I'm like, dude, you got to check out WeWork. It's so close to yep. like corporate cult. So today, last night, I told Julia Cruz director, hey, Hulu has a WeWork documentary, a full film. We should watch that. It'd be interesting because we both like that episode on Generation Hustle. So as soon as we finished that film and she said she had nightmares, I'm like, wait, so who's a worse person? Is it these <laughs> marijuana farmers who I'm sure are murdering people left and right and leaving them in ditches or pulling out excav- um, excavators and like just burying people, you oh, know, yeah. in graves? Are they worse than the WeWork corporate messiah crushing thousands of people's dreams while he is buying corporate jets, uh, flying around the world, pulling all of these like sketchy things. And then when he finally steps down from his CEO position, he has a golden parachute of $1.7 billion. Mm-hmm. I'm like, which one's worse? And, and she's just, she sort of laughs it off. And I'm like, you know what? I'll say the corporate billionaire because the the drug farmer, you know exactly where you stand with him. Yep. You turn against that guy, like you're gonna get killed. Like yep. he has definite rules that you're gonna be following. But I will say the Sasquatch, I think you sort of know what I like with an investigative documentary, and it hit all of those like touchstones. He talked to everybody that you would want him to talk to. There was no just like made up conversation. It was all on camera, whether he's recording like on speakerphone and it's not face to face, but still you hear everybody you want to hear from. And there actually is a finality to it. You get an end, Mm. but it's really good. And it's really interesting to hear like all of these like people that have Sasquatch footprint molds made and they're all talking about like, there's a whole cottage industry around like Sasquatch tours and, mm-hmm. you know, little like pop-up stores that all they, all they are, are Sasquatch memorabilia and stuff like, like it was pretty fascinating. That's cool. Yeah. I think you would like it. And the great thing is it's three episodes. It's about two hours and 25 minutes maybe. So you're, you're in and you're out pretty well. Where I will say, did you watch the WeWork Hulu documentary? Nope, not yet. Okay, but you saw the Generation Hustle? Yes, yes. Episode? Okay. I would say that the Generation Hustle WeWork episode actually told the story in a quicker fashion. Maybe not as filled out as possible. Like, the movie definitely had a little bit more time to, like, get into it a little bit. But I would say it was more concise in an hour. Mm-hmm. But it hit all the touchstones. I don't know if the WeWork, sort of how we talked about the the two Fire Festival documentaries. Yep. I think those were different enough that they were beneficial. I don't know if you need to watch the WeWork Hulu documentary if you watch Gener- Generation Hustle. Interesting. I might I might watch the the Hulu one too just to see if there's like extra info. Oh, there's ex, there's extra info. They yeah. don't go into like the one woman who got spurned, the blonde woman. Yep. They they had a lot more of her on the HBO show, and I thought she had a good story to tell. Yep. 
but they have brand new people that that weren't interviewed for the HBO thing. They still never talked to his business partner, Miguel. Remember, it was him and Miguel, and then they forced out Miguel for his wife. Mm -hmm. They didn't let... There was hardly any mention of him as well. Interesting. Which was frustrating. I actually had to go and Wikipedia him and... Like, what the hell happened to that guy? Oh, his net worth is still $900 million. <laughs> Poor baby he had to step down from WeWork two years ago. Boo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he, maybe that, he that didn't want to talk. That corporate greed's fascinating. That corporate greed is fascinating. That's why we all need some crypto. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I need, to, uh, I need to watch this Hulu documentary, too, then. I think you would. I think you'd dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But did but you I, watch Kid Ninety? Nope. What is that? On Hulu? Man, you watch all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I'm all about it, dude. Holy On shit. Hulu, there's a show called Kid Ninety, which is a takeoff of the um, Star Net, Star Eighty. Remember that film? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, it was Star Eighty was a very popular film that was about uh, like the up and coming. Uh, Playboy Playmate, who took over. Gotcha. Like, way too young, innocent, that type of thing. Well, Kid 90 is Soleil Moon Fry, Punky Brewster. Yep. Uh, her uh, pretty much life story and what she went through. Huh. But at even a young, young, early age, she bought one of the like early like home video recorders, and she was recording herself and all of her fr- Hollywood friends from a very young age. So it was really fascinating to see. And she talked to a lot of people like Steven Dorff. She talked to Mark Paul Goslinger. She talked to a lot of people um, currently, but you would see all of these people just parting it up. Like it was 1999. <laughs> dude. Oh my God. And she showed a lot of them like doing like tons of drugs and excess. And then talking about how many people like, committed suicide and died and you know had some terrible life but it was pretty much her story through punky brewster through the like breast reduction surgery trying to get a second go at stardom after punky brewster and then finally like her journey to new york city and like to start a stage career interesting but it was really cool it was it's interesting because she recorded like all of her um, phone messages or answering machine messages. Uh, and she just would play stuff back. And like, she would talk about the, the guy who took her virginity, which it turned out to be Charlie Sheen. Ooh. Uh-huh. And to hear like some of his like um, recording, his, his like voicemails to her was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but I mean, this was when Charlie Sheen was freaking Charlie Sheen, you know? Sure, and, yeah, yeah. It was still like, wow, that's, wow, that's weird. But uh, one time she was talking and she recorded a phone conversation with a guy that she knew and they were partying and she like digitized his voice huh. um, because when she's talking to this person, like I said, she's recording this phone conversation they're talking about this party and she was a virgin at the time. And she's, and it sounded like she's like, no, I wasn't drinking. He's like, Oh, I'm sure you were drinking. You know, we were all partying, blah, blah, blah. And it sounded 
like he's trying to convince her of the fact and she's just like no i wasn't drinking anything no and then we did you know we ate this and we did this and blah 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 and it it was one of those like she knew she was somebody put like the daybreak drug in her drink Oh. And she's trying to recount for all of these blackout hours, and he's just like, "I don't know." It just... And then at the end of the phone call, he's like, "Oh yeah, I do remember. You were only drinking ginger ale." Like he's trying to convince her of something, but then when he figured out he sort of couldn't, but like everything was still really cloudy for her. Yeah. Then he's just like, "Oh no, you're not being crazy. No, no, no. I, I do remember that ginger ale." But it was just like, oh, it was crushing. Like huh. just. And she was really, and she talked on camera currently, she talked on camera while filming, her recalling some of this stuff and reading from her diary. And it was really affecting. Like, she definitely lived like a just a crazy, like insane life. But it was fascinating how much, how ahead of the curve she was of, you know, you got to make content, you got to record everything. And she was so far ahead of that. So... I it just, was interesting. If you like, like, oh my God, she hung out with all of the stars from Beverly Hills, 90210. Right. Or, you know, like if that's sort of your jam, like that that period of TV, holy cow, it was crazy. Like she's talking to like Brian Austin Green and he's like, well, you know, you live in California. The one thing that was huge back in the day was West Coast rap. So all I was listening to was Dr. Dre so, of course, you know, somebody gets in your ear and, and says, you should, you know, you should record an album. So I did. And, you know, everyone loves me. Uh, you know, I'm on TV, blah, blah, blah. And then the album comes out and you read these reviews and you realize, oh, my God, there are people out there that hate me. Yeah, yeah. It's so interesting to see how, like, protected bubble of protection you have around you of course in that type of an industry so all of a sudden i mean there's no social media to let you to sort of like check your ego a little bit so it's just like i'm sure he was just like wow what the hell just happened here (laughs) (laughs) but it was really interesting some of the like especially the solo interviews of like celebrities now talking and they even had uh david arquette in it oh okay and it was wild to hear like his road with drugs and he goes yeah some people never came back he goes i guess he goes i don't think it was smart but you know when i was doing heroin and crack i would only do a little bit so i wouldn't be strung out constantly and not being able to work or function and that's maybe saved my life that i didn't develop a bad addiction and I'm still around these days. So obviously it was like, he wasn't naming names, but he also let you know, like, no other people took this to the edge and that's why they're not around. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had to look her up and apparently she's done. uh, She's been busy. I thought she hadn't done anything since since Punky Brewster, but I I was wrong. Yeah. I think she was, wasn't she in like pumpkin head two or something? Pumpkin head two, Sabrina, the teenage witch. Yep. She's done a lot of voice work for cartoons. Well, and, and now there's apparently a Punky Brewster reboot. Yes. Isn't that on Paramount? No idea. I don't have that. Yeah, I think it's on Paramount Plus. Yeah, but it's the same character. It's her as an adult with her own kid. Or it might be Peacock. I think it's Peacock. 
Uh, if it's in Peacock, I have to I have to put that four ninety nine to good use. Ooh. I still yeah, haven't watched anything she, on it. She was very engaging. I gotta say, she was like she's she seems well put together considering the life she led. Like yeah. she seems really she has a glow about her. She's yeah. That's cool. I might uh I'll see if my wife is to watch it with me. I think I think I think both of you would get something out of it for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Even if it's just one of those like, oh my god, there's Mark Paul Gosler. Like I haven't seen him in ages. Right. Yeah. What do you mean? He's the the governor of California in in uh, Say by the Bell. I couldn't tell you. In the reboot. Didn't even know there was a reboot. Yeah, he's the governor of California. <laughs> that's hilarious. And he and he's married to Kelly. And. Uh, I've, uh, I've and an episode buddy jesse got over her drug addiction and her and 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 uh slater are teachers at bayside high yeah yeah come on man get with the program no i gotta get with it dude i haven't watched it i don't know but that's cool i will check out kid 90 i I never even heard of this yeah just sort of stumbled into my feed and because of that that's why i saw that uh like, hey, you might like Orange, the Nickelodeon story. And I'm like, gotcha. I've never watched one thing on Nickelodeon, but I'll watch a documentary about anything. So maybe I will watch that. And I like Keenan Thompson. So Yeah, there you go. No, that's cool. Uh, the stuff that I watch may not be as exciting and thrilling oh, as yours. Come. But uh, but it was very good. Um, I, uh, I think I told you I was watching C on Apple TV. Because mm-hmm. uh, we talked about the trailer a while back, whenever that show came out, like a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I binged it on Thursday because uh, I got my COVID shot Wednesday afternoon, my second one. And yep. uh, I felt kind of dookie on Thursday. So I took the day off, stayed home, and watched TV. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It's eight episodes starting Aquaman, Yep. Uh, Jason Momoa. And uh, I, I told Ronnie he should watch it. Because, like, at first you don't kind of get this vibe, but once you get into it, uh, it, it kind of feels like uh, the the other side of uh, of The 100, a show that Ronnie and I really liked. Mm. Um, so it takes place, like, 700 years in the future. There, uh-huh. I, I'm, I feel like this show came out at the perfect time because uh, it came out, like, late 2019. Had it come out in 2020, it might have been postponed to 2021. Um, and I feel like had there not been COVID, the show may have done better. Um, because uh, the backstory, even though it takes place in the future, like I said, 700 years in the future, uh, the backstory is that there was this like uh, pandemic and the people that emerged from the pandemic uh, were blind. And so... Like, for the past 700 years, people are blind. People can't see. Uh, and all of a sudden, this like this guy shows up who is born able to see. And he's basically like a, a deadbeat dad. <laughs> uh, he, like, goes from, like, settlement to settlement and, like, knocks up a girl and, like, disappears. Uh, and so you follow, like, this one woman that got pregnant by this guy. Who gets like kind of rescued by Jason Momoa's tribe, and uh, and he marries her and they raise the kids. And very early on, they learn that the kids can also see, um, and obviously they have to hide it because sight is uh, like people that can see are considered witches. 
uh, and so they get hunted by the witch finders. Um, and so, like, this is a, a tradition. Even though, like, nobody has been able to see, uh, like, they still do these witch hunts. Uh, and you get to see some of that later in the, in the show. Um, but it's, uh, it's really cool that the way they did it. Um, I feel like there's some stuff that could have been done better uh, in terms of, like, creating a world in which people don't rely on sight. Because, um, like, for example... Like in Jason Momoa's tribe, like there's there's like an elder, this woman, and she wears like a headdress with feathers and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, like, if you're blind, why would you use like a headdress as an indicator of like an elite position? You know what I mean? Um, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, yeah, it should be some sound. Exactly. Thing. Like, but she should she, have a, a certain tone of whistle or something. So so you do get that. On the other side, so the witch finders are part of the the queen's army, uh, Queen Kane, and uh, and she doesn't have like fancy clothes that she wears. I mean, like there's some like clothes that look like they would have been fancy, you know, 700 years ago, um, but like no headdress or like a crown or anything like that. But she does carry this like ring with bells on it. Um, and so when she has to call it like a, the, the court to attention or something, or somebody comes to the throne room and she needs to talk to them, she like twitches her hand. So the bells ring and like, they know that it's her because it's like her bells. Um, like the sound is unique to her. Um, so like that was cool. And like, obviously everybody has a cane, right? Um, either a cane or a whip. Um, and so like the use of that for like echolocation and things like that is pretty cool. Uh, there's a there's a great fight scene and you get like a little clip of it in the trailer where like the Witchfinder army is going up the hill to where Jason Momoa's tribe is um, and there's like it's like a fucking vicious battle um, and I think some of the elements that they use to use like sound for battle instead of sight are interesting and they pop up throughout the show um, like because you can't see people right because you're everyone's blind um like it makes it interesting in battle because sometimes you're just like swinging <laughs> like randomly swinging you know what i mean because hmm. uh, yeah. you can't see people um or like there's one section where like after the battle they escape and uh and they're on this boat floating down river and the the witch finder army is like on both sides um they have like guys swinging whips for echolocation and stuff um and like it's they have to be super quiet Right. And so like the army doesn't attack, even though the boat's going through the river because they can't see it. So they don't know that the boat is there. Right. Huh. Um, until like one of the echolocator guys does it. And and there's some like cool specialty, like, quote unquote, professions um, like uh, they have these people called shadows um, that basically are like super in tune with like the world. And so basically they. They're, they serve like as spies, right? And they know how to move without making any sound um, or like being detected in any way. So they can be like right next to you and you wouldn't know, right? Because you can't see them. Uh-huh. Um, and like they're able to clear their minds so like you can't feel their thoughts. Because, you know, like if somebody's walking behind you, you can feel like somebody's there, right? Um, but they're able to like clear their minds where like that doesn't happen. Um, they have uh, these people called centiers that they use in battle, um which are like in world of warcraft to be like mages right 
where like the mages do spells from far away and they have like paladins and other classes around them to protect them. The centiers do kind of similar, except they they smell that they they smell stuff. They scent ears, um, mm. and so they have like enhanced sense of smell. Um, they have one that's like enhanced hearing. I can't remember what the name of that one is. So like they do some cool stuff with the fact that nobody can see anything. Okay. Um, and uh, you it, the the world is very expansive. And, uh, you know, it's only episodes long, the series. And I think they do a pretty good job at, like, showing you how this world works. Um, and you learn a lot about the characters. Like, uh, like Jason Momoa's character is not originally from this tribe. Like, they, they took him in. Um, he was born and raised to be a slaver. Uh, and that, that's part of the plot at some point. Um, I really loved, like, the first six episodes. And then, like, when, when this guy that I can see comes back in... I felt like it came a little short in a way. Because uh, oh. basically, like, what I thought the whole time, like, this guy's just a deadbeat dad, is kind of what it is. Um, like, he's basically, oh. like, knocking women up to have so they can have babies that can see so that he can create, like, an empire, like a kingdom of, of sighted people to, like, rule over everybody else. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, but there's some twists at the end where, like, he's kind of in cahoots with this other kingdom, um, and, like, they're providing him with resources. So, like, that kind of leads into what will be season two, even though there's not one yet. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of, like, uh, fat to it. it. Sounds pretty trimmed down. Like, you going over all this information, it's like, yeah, it probably would take six to eight episodes to, like, tell all this right. Yeah, I, I almost feel like I, I wish you know you're following the journey of Jason Momoa and his wife, like protecting these two children, right? That I can see, mm-hmm. um, and like you know, there's like this whole mythos around this guy. His name is Jel Jel Morel, something like that, some weird name. Mm-hmm. Um, about the fact that like he can see. So in some ways, like in this world, he considered a god because he can see. Um, but like. He's not anything special, right? Like, he can... Like, for example, there's a clue where, like, they have to go to this place and then, like, follow the indigo road, right? Well, obviously, like, a deaf... Uh, a blind person doesn't know what an indigo road is. Um, well, it turns out, like, the indigo road is just, like, a patch of, like, lavender flowers, right? Um, but it sounds, like, super, like, mythological and, like, quasi-religious to right. use words like the lavender or the indigo road. Um, and so you get a lot of that stuff where, like, he leaves clues and and words them in a way that they seem fancy, like that these people are, are following some mythology, some god. Right. Um, but, like, in reality, they're like, there's nothing special to it. And and I like that element. And I wish they would have played around with it a little bit more. Um, but, like, it's beautifully shot. Um, and, like, the fight scenes are really great. The acting's pretty good. Um, and I think the story's great until we get to this place where, like, the kids make it to where their dad is. Um, and he's, like, he's basically set up, like, this abandoned prison as, like, the place where he's going to set up his little kingdom, right? Um, so I think the show had a lot of potential to be great. Uh, but it was, it was still good. I enjoyed it. But I think it could have been great had they pushed this little section off until, like, a season two. Interesting. 
Do you do you think there is going to be a season two? Have you read anything? No, I haven't read anything about it. Um, and I mean, like I said, the show came out late 2019. Yeah. So you know, with all the the production shuts on and all that, who who knows what's going on? Right. Um, I think like now things are starting to get back in in shape. But uh, but we'll see. I'd love to see a season two. Um, like I said, the show's got a lot of potential. But it goes like from this cool like uh, post-apocalyptic like some quasi 100 type story to like did you ever see Jericho? Was it Jericho? Yeah, Jericho with um. The guy from 90210. Luke Perry? Yeah, with Luke Perry. No, I never have, and I've always wanted to see it. Okay, so so it ends up going from like this cool thing to like something like that, which Jericho was a great show. I love Jericho. Didn't uh, Jericho not end correctly? Like they canceled it mid-season, or it just yeah, didn't it was wrap, on Fox. wrap up at the end of the season? Yeah, it was on Fox, and Fox is notorious for just like canceling shows mid-season. Okay. So, so and like all their shows have to find like a super quick way to like shoot a wrap up episode. Yeah, they find they find out two hours before. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like, oh, I guess we can't do our season. Uh, let's just do this so people don't get super angry, and then they get angry because there's like there's no real ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, Jericho is great, uh, and Jericho like, I guess in some ways had a similar premise, except minus the blindness thing. Uh, there was a global pandemic. And all the adults died, so only children were left over, and so oh. like children had to like recreate society as best as they could. Um, but they were children, right? Like the oldest kids around were like 15 or 16, uh, and so they become like the rulers, I guess, in some way. Hmm. Um, so so it ends up heading in that direction, I think, at the the end, um, or a little bit like uh, there was another Fox show called Revolution. Um, in which there's a, a global blackout. Oh. Um, and so, like, how society gets reformed without electricity. Uh, even though there is electricity, that's part of the plot twist. Uh, there's certain characters that were involved in this experiment, uh, and the machines that are preventing electrical stuff from working still exist, and it's still working. Um, huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That but, sounds interesting. I never even... that. What you're telling me sounds like a brand new pitch that you're throwing out to Fox. Oh, you never saw Revolution? It's pretty good. I, I never saw one iota, even like a coming attraction. Oh, but yeah. Now I, now I want to see that. I'm um, actually writing it down. I wonder if it's available. I'm pretty sure it's on Hulu. Well, you continue. I I will go look at that right now. Uh, yeah, you do that. Um but no, I really enjoyed it, and and it's so funny because you know my wife didn't want to watch it because she's not into like that kind of show, uh, but she did sit down with me as I was watching it and would like did glance come, at it. Did she come halfway in? Because um, I'm uh, guessing Jason Momoa has his shirt off, and she's like, "All right, I guess I'll sit here and watch this." So he doesn't have his shirt off. I don't remember him having a shirt off, and she's not big into Momoa. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but she's uh, like, by the way, Revolution, uh-huh. uh huh, not available. Oh, are you serious? Available to buy. There were two seasons, right? Yes, two seasons. Oh man, and G- Giancarlo S- Esposito, yeah, yep, he sure oh, is. Bitch. Do he's I have a, to buy this now? He's a he plays a general. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, do you have to buy it? I don't know if it's good enough to buy. Maybe. Well, I might be able to get it from the library. Oh, for sure. 
Damn uh, it. That's weird. That I'm sure it'll show up somewhere because it used to be either on Hulu or Netflix. Damn you. Yeah. And now it says, uh, you might like this. You know how below it would say, sure. you might like this. Mm hmm. The one thing that attracted me, and I'm sure you're all over it, I have no clue about it. There were five seasons of it, and I, now I want to watch it. Falling Skies? Oh, I saw that. It was okay. Well, it's on HBO Max. I might have to watch that. Uh, that was on USA, if I'm not mistaken. It looks good. Well, at least all of the covers to the DVDs look good. Yeah, I saw the first season, then I fell off. Okay. Um, it's about uh, an alien invasion of Earth. Hey, who doesn't like that? Come yeah. on. Which if you if you start watching Falling Skies and you like it, uh you should watch oh man. What was the name of that show? It had uh what's the girl's name from Prison Break? Did you ever watch Prison Break? Prison Break. Yeah. No. You never watched Prison Break? Not not one episode. Okay. Uh the first season's Do I great. Need to watch it? You should watch the first season. Over Revolution? Yes. Holy shit. Okay, well then I will. Yeah, Prison Break is about a guy who gets himself arrested. Oh, I know the premise. Yeah, you know the premise? Okay. Absolutely. I just never, I think I came, it hit my radar in season two, and there was no way to watch season one. So I'm like, well, gotcha. guess I'm never watching that. Bye. Uh, yeah, it's on Hulu. Watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the first season's great. After that, like, you can skip him if you want. <laughs> Well, I like the two main stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're great. Uh, Sarah something Sarah is Sarah Wayne Kelly. Yeah, that's it. Sarah Wayne Kelly. She was in Walking Dead. Um, she, I think she are left you... Walking Dead to do Colony. So I was just about to say, are you going to talk about Colony? Because it has that lost dude that my wife loves. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that any good? Yeah, I enjoyed Colony quite a bit. Um, I wish they would do like one more season to wrap it up. Cause that's on Netflix. I might have to check that. Cause I, she's, she's, she was team Sawyer all oh, the time. God. Sawyer was not, such a dick. Not team Jack. Yeah. Well, I didn't like Jack either, but I like Sawyer even less. Well, you know how like people went gaga over one or the other. You're one. Yeah. Camper. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Colony's great. It's also about an alien invasion of earth, but it's like after the invasion's over falling skies is like during the invasion. Yeah. Um, Colony is like the aliens won, and like they set up colonies around the world, and like Ooh. you, you you never see the aliens. I was just about to say, did the aliens look good or did they hide them? Yeah, you never see the aliens. Interesting. Um, but uh, but you you hear about them all the time. They call yeah. them like the overseers or something. See, I'm writing that one down too. Yeah. Yeah. Colony's good. Uh, All right, get back, get back to Jason Momoa. Oh, Momoa. Yeah, so my wife's like, "Is that Jason Momoa?" Uh, she's like, "That's uh, she's no." She says, uh, "Is this Game of Thrones?" No. Uh because uh, it does have like a little bit of a Game of Thrones vibe to it too. Like I on, thought she was some episodes. Say, is this Stargate Atlantis? Uh, is she, Jason Momoa. Listen, let's not talk about <laughs> Stargate Atlantis. Uh, she said, "Is this Game of Thrones?" I said, "No, but that's Aquaman." And she said, "Yeah, what's his name?" I said, "Jason Momoa." She's like, "Yeah." And she she said the same thing that I say every time I see Jason Momoa. Uh oh. She says, does he play the same character in every movie? <laughs> and I said yes, yes he does. Mm -hmm. Also, I don't know if you noticed answer. this. 
Um, I don't think Jason Momoa uses the wardrobe department in anything that he's in because he always wears the same clothes. He's got that like dirty ass brown shirt with the mm-hmm. rolled up sleeves mm-hmm. and, and the black leather pants and the boots. Sure. Sure. And everything he does, that's what he wears. Uh, anyway, so if I had a rate C, I will give it a 6 out of 10. I really liked it. That's not bad. I really liked it. Uh, so that's I would love bad. for them to do a second season. Um, Can I ask you about another TV show before yeah. you go into your next thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, damn it, you know, I got to say, this last watch app that both of us use to find out where something's streaming. Mm-hmm. They said, you also might like, from Colony, you also might like, did you ever watch Last Ship? I watched the first season of The Last Ship. Any good? Uh, Yeah, it's not bad. Because I like the premise that they're on board a ship when a virus takes over and then they have to try to find the cure. So the last ship is like... Maybe that's too relevant in these times. I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Um, so it's like if you, it's like somebody grew up really loving to play Battleship and wanted to like make a plot for Battleship. Mm. And I'm not talking about Battleship, the terrible movie with Rihanna, uh, whose plot made no sense. It was aliens, by the way. Um, Mm -hmm. there's no aliens in Battleship. All right. I don't know who came up with this idea. Um, but the last an IP. the last ship should be the plot of Battleship. Mm, okay, I yeah. see that. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's good, and they're like you know they're always on the ship, and like there's there's rival ships sometimes, and like stuff gotcha. happens. Gotcha, gotcha. The monster of the week is another ship that they find. Hmm. Um. So again, I only watched the first season. I think there's like three, right? I think there's five. Five. Okay. Um, maybe I'll catch up. I mean, if there's five seasons, then it might be better than I remember. You know what I mean? Maybe, or at least they wrapped up things. Yeah, sure. It's shocking when we look back at these shows that are sort of semi-recent, and you realize, like, oh, I've watched the first two seasons. And I'm sure in your head you're like, there couldn't have been much more than that. And then you realize, oh my god, there were five five seasons of Mm -hmm. that? Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's crazy. Like, how bad did it fall off? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I think that was also on Fox, ah. if I'm not mistaken. Oh, shoot. Remember when I said I have to find something on Hulu? Mm-hmm. Other than, like, Golden Girls and what was Alice or something was on it? So yeah. I'm, like, trying to find something that I can watch upstairs with Julia Cruz, director, falls yeah. asleep. I just happened to look up, just for when shits and giggles, you know what's on? Ten seasons. Whoa. Stargate. Oh, yeah. That'd be a perfect upstairs show. Yeah. Because there won't be a lot of screaming, but, it, you know, it, it definitely would engage me. Yeah, and with Stargate, you need to dedicate yourself to, like, blocks of seasons. Yeah. So, like, if you or decide... I, I you, like this one person, the, these group of actors, so I'm going to watch this. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Uh, well, I mean, like, plus there's, there's storylines that span throughout the seasons, you know what I mean? Um, and sometimes they the the overarching storyline bleeds into another season. Gotcha. Right. So uh, yeah, Stargate's awesome. That's on Netflix now, right? No, it's on Hulu. Oh, okay. I knew it was on one of them. Now, what should I watch? Stargate Atlantis. 
uh-huh. Stargate Universe, uh-huh. or just start with the the standard Stargate. Just Stargate. Because, buddy, they're all on Hulu. And I do like Robert Carlyle. And to know that he's doing Stargate Universe? Mm. Mm. So, yes. Stargate Universe is very different than Stargate and Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Because um, Stargate Universe, like, they're mostly on the ship and mm-hmm. rarely come off the ship. So sometimes it feels like one of these, like, sci-fi movies in space kind of things, that, or, or horror movies in space. Mm. Um, but it's good. Uh, it's, okay. It wasn't as good as the rest of them. Gotcha. gotcha. Uh, and it could have been better. It could have been, It could have almost been, like, a BSG. But, hmm. uh, but I never got there. Dang it. Yeah. But uh, but it's good. Uh, okay. I, w- I want to talk about comics. Yes, please do. I want to talk about comics. Uh, first, real real quick, I didn't know this until today uh, when I saw a tweet from uh, Mikhail Janine that uh, the Authority is coming back. So I'm very excited. Oh yeah. Very excited. Uh, did you uh, did you see the, the the picture he posted? I sure did. The character sketches. Uh, did you see on one of them? Or maybe it's all of them that he sort of cut off some of the characters. So I don't know if you see the entire team. So I did see the one with the entire team. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the last tweet he posted about it, he did. He broke. He did like close-ups of like certain members, and then mm-hmm. there was a an image of the entire team together. Oh, cool. Uh, so it's uh, it's Midnighter, Apollo, Enchantress, Superman. Uh, Manchester Black, uh, Omac, Natasha Irons, and there was one more I can't remember. This all sounds good. Uh, let's see if I can find it. Light Ray, that was the other one that I missed. Huh. Uh, I love the the character designs for all of these, by the way. Uh-huh. Uh, Midnighter and Apollo are very classic looking. They're a little sleeker, but they're very classic looking. Um, the the Enchantress redesign, I love it. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and I love the Superman with the the gray sideburns. Yeah, definitely. Loved it. Uh, so I'm very excited. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and and dig up some Natasha Iron stuff because I didn't know she became Steel. I don't know if like this is for this series or if this happened mm. previously. I thought she was some other character. What was her name? Like Vapor Lock or something. Don't know. Because she could like turn into mist. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, but she's Steel's niece. Uh, and it looks like in the new authority, she is steel. Cool. So that's cool. Um, yeah. Coolest part, written by Grant Morrison. So hello. Yeah. I'm in there, buddy. I don't know when this is coming out, but I want it right now. Do you think he'll stick to a schedule? Oh, yeah. Dude, no. Like, when they let him write what he wants to write, he's fine. Like, he was doing that Green Lantern book. Um yeah, that was coming out at, at a good clip. For yeah, sure. it, it was coming out regularly. I think it, he did 12 issues of that. That's great. Yeah, so uh, so I'm good with 12 issues. You know, whatever. Uh, when is this coming out? July. Is that right? Holy shit. <laughs> That's right around the corner. Do I need to like, pre-order this now? Get in there. Yeah, sure do. Uh, I guess. Taylor and Tim's on Superman, Son of Kal-El. And Morrison and Janine's Superman and the Authority. Mm, I don't like that name, but okay, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, you, hey, you gotta I, throw. I guess in there. however you get more eyes on it. 
yeah. it was just the authority, how many Superman fans would even look at it in the comic book store. Yeah, 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 that's true. That's very true. Uh, I love the Superman. God, I love this costume. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the gloves, but I love the costume. Cool. Uh, so I'm in. Uh, I didn't even read the description for the, you know, the 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 solicit. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah. It looks awesome, and uh, I love Grant Morrison and Mikhail Janine is a fantastic artist. So, uh, whatever this is, I'm gonna buy it. I hope it lasts uh, forever. How about that? I like it. Oh wait, are there backup stories? Maybe I should read this. Uh oh. Oh Here no. we go. Oh, there's backup stories for Midnighter. <gasps> oh. Mm. Uh, Morrison, Janine, and colorist Jordy Belair's four-issue miniseries. Aw. Oh, well, that's sad. Do it for a year. We'll set up elements and build on the storylines in both Superman Son of Kal-El and Action Comics. As Superman assembles a new authority team, the team will be mainstays. Yes, yes, we know that. Uh, the team will take on the Ultra Humanite and the new team of villains. Okay, I like the Ultra Humanite. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm in. And Omac. You know Mike's going to be happy. Uh, different OMAC than uh, than I remember though, but that's cool. Uh, my only thing about this, Nick, Nick Wetmore, Nicholas yes. Tiberius Wetmore. Yes. Uh, my only thing, why Apollo and Superman? Well, maybe they want two heavyweights going at it. Doesn't this seem like a little too heavy? Or will it be a love triangle? Oh Jesus! Oh my! Oh Take Jesus! Off those gloves. I don't think so. Get over here. I don't think DC would do that with Superman. But is it Superman or is it a different Superman? Oh, interesting. Oh, and also let me correct that statement that you just said. Mm -hmm. I don't think DC would do that. I'm sorry. Who's writing this? (laughs) Not sure DC is. Uh, Listen, uh, Dan Didio. Will we get hate for this? Yes. Yes. Will we get canceled on social media? We can only hope. Who cares? Um, Dio would have let uh, Grant Morrison do whatever he wanted. That's basically how that Green Lantern book came about. (laughs) Uh, I don't think uh, current editorial uh, will let Grant do whatever he wants with Superman. Yeah, doubtful. Doubtful. But the authority, that's exciting. Boy can dream. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's news number one. Fantastic. News number two. Jupiter's Legacy came out. Um, I'm not done yet. But you were talking comics. I am talking comics. Not Netflix gonna... shows. Well, it's based on a comic. Duh, I know that. Come <laughs> on. How dare you? But 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna kick this off with yeah. a, a story about when a little boy named Martin Ferretti. Oh, I like him. <laughs> got very angry. <gasps> but then said, you know what? That was worth it. Ooh. Let me tell you a story. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember when Jupiter's Legacy came out. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, I don't know, mid-2010, so 15, 14, 16, something like that. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't remember. I remember I met Wilfredo Torres uh, right after this book came out. Ooh. Okay. Because uh, he was doing the, the, you know, the con circuit. Fantastic. Love yeah. him. Uh, yeah. And I love his art. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, uh, you know, it's got a little bit of, like, a Golden Age vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's very clean, very crisp. Yeah, his art could be put right into Astro City and you wouldn't blink an eye. One million percent. Mm-hmm. One million percent. Um, 
And, you know, there there's obviously a little bit of a Golden Age vibe to Jupiter's Legacy. For uh, sure. Because, you know, the story starts in, like, the late 20s? Yeah. Um, right before the, the Great Depression. So so there is that Golden Age vibe. So it, it suits it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember reading Jupiter's Legacy when it came out. I really enjoyed it. Um, totally forgot that the show was coming out. And so I, I sign into Netflix Thursday night after I watch C, and uh, and I see an ad for Jupiter's Legacy, and I said, "Oh man, that's coming out tomorrow! I have uh-huh. to watch it." So Friday uh-huh. I start watching Jupiter's Legacy, and uh, and I said, "Man, this is really great!" I watched uh, the first episode was kind of slow, um, but I watched uh, the first two, and I was like, "Yeah, this is really great! I should reread Jupiter's Legacy." Nice. Makes perfect sense, right? Heck yeah. So uh, so I go and I start looking and then Martin remembers Martin uh, is a mostly digital guy now. And at some point between uh, 2015 and uh, 2021, I must have gotten rid of my Jupiter's legacy. Young boy Martin got mm-hmm. rid of Jupiter's legacy. Yes, that's that's the way it appears. Spurning old, old grumpy Martin. <laughs> Damn that. Jab yeah. you young Martin. Get rid of it. So I say, well, crap. I need to, I need to get these again, right? Yeah. So I go on Comixology, right? I'm gonna buy these on Comixology. But then I said to myself, self, I don't want to buy these on Comixology. I want to go and get the trades. Uh oh. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I get on Amazon, and I'm like, uh, I can order these and have them Monday. But I knew we we're gonna go have Mother's Day lunch at uh, at this restaurant right next to the comic book store. Perfect. Right? Perfect. So I said to myself, self, after we have lunch, which, by the way, was delicious. We had Good. a shit ton of sushi. Ooh. Um, I'll go to the comic store, right? Yeah. So uh, so I go in the comic store. Surprisingly, my wife came in with me. What? I was in shock. Wow. I didn't even ask. Like, I turned the car off, and I unbuckled my seatbelt, I started getting up, and she unbuckled her seatbelt, and she got up. I what? Said, I said, whoa, I'm not even going to say a word here. Did There's... she do the standard Mrs. Ferretti walking into the comic book store and yelling at the top of her lungs, <laughs> nerds, and then walking out? No, but that would have been hilarious. That would have been great. Hilarious. Um nerds and then she looks at you who's following her in and she and then before turning around she's like and i'll see you in the car yeah and then she just walks out <laughs> like oh god yep. <laughs> thanks honey yep for sure so um all right so so we walk into the comic store and and reagan yeah. was with us too right so they're walking around looking at stuff uh mostly at the pop figures and so i go to the trade section i start looking and i'm looking and looking and i find it right jupiter's legacy Volume one, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you know what? I'm already here. Let me just buy all of them, right? All the trades. You're in. So I started looking, and and I had a problem, Nick. Oh. First problem of today. Oh. I started looking. They have volume two, three, four, but no two. Oh no. So I said to myself, self, I can't buy these now. Right. The chain's broken. Because, you know, I'm going to read volume one, and then I want to keep going. Right. Right? But they don't have two. Did you think to yourself, where's the omnibus of this? Did they not know a Netflix show's coming? I did think of that. 
Yeah, of course. Stupid. Th- this is part of the story, though. You see. Oh, okay. This is where the plot thickens. Nice. This is when little tiny baby, sweet innocent, eight pounds six ounce Martin Ferretti starts getting angry because you see, I said, ah, no big deal, right? Like I'll buy this one because we're gonna go to my in-laws, right? So I was like, I'll read this at my in-laws, and uh, you know, tomorrow I'll have the show finished up or whatever. And so what I can about com- all the floppies? Come to think of it, no, I didn't want to look for floppies. I wanted the trades. Okay, got uh, like if they had had an omnibus, I would have bought that, right? Of course, Thanks and and, and there dumb is dumb. there is an omnibus, and I might still buy it. Well, where was it at the comic book store? It was not there. What the hell? And and mysteriously, remember, volume two is missing. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get around the missing volume two. All right, now just remember that volume two is missing. This is important to the story. Because this is when Martin gets angry. This is when Martin loses his innocence. Oh no. Mm-hmm. So I said, no big deal, right? I'm still I'm still chipper. I'm still little sweet baby innocent Martin Ferretti. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we go to my in-laws, right? We're hanging out. I'm reading Jupiter's Legacy. And uh, and I'm reading it and I'm like, hmm. I don't remember this from the first time I read it. Oh no! Oh no! Does little boy Martin's head explode at this point? I Oh, God. Right? So, so I'm reading this, right? Yeah. And I'm like, wait, why is it like 1956? Right? <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Oh, and no. uh, and so I'm like, hey, can we can we pop Netflix up real quick? And he's like, yeah. So uh, so I, I pop it up and I, I go and look at the first episode again. And I'm like, yeah, no, this definitely starts in, in like 1930, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh, whatever, no big deal. So I keep reading and I'm like, hmm. A lot of this seems very new to me, right? A lot of this seems very new to me. This is not making much sense. Um, like, I understand some changes, and there are some changes between the comic and the, and the movie. Of course. Or the TV show. Um, but I'm like, this is a, a totally different story, right? right? Like, where's this alien invasion? That's not in there. And I'm, I'm like, finding ways to, like, make it make sense in my mind, right? So I'm like, oh, well, like Umbrella Academy had the alien invasion, right? So yeah. maybe they wrote that out of it. So people are like, oh, yeah, another one with comics and alien invasions, right? Right. Um, so so I'm like, okay, well, maybe that's it, right? And I keep reading. And I'm like, yeah, no, like this all seems very new to me, right? And and I know I read <laughs> Jupiter's Legacy. And granted, it was, you know, five, six years ago. I get that. Uh, and, you know, I get that, like, you know, I'm about to – turn 40 so maybe my mind is escaping me right maybe i'm getting yeah. like alzheimer's or something old right. old age is kicking in right the black spots are taking over uh, but i'm like right now you're smelling burnt wood and thinking am i having a stroke yeah yeah, yeah for it's sure all, it all makes sense yeah, right yeah, yeah. so i'm like hey that's so weird so weird um <laughs> like you would think i would remember some of these things <laughs> Right. This is why I don't like rewatch so, like, shows. Superman without gloves. Right. Like, it's not a small, subtle difference. Like this sure. is all storyline. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm like, you know, uh, I, like I, I, I'm missing something here. Yeah. I'm missing something. Um, so I'm like, whatever, I'll keep reading it. And so I read through the whole trade and I'm like, yeah, none of this was in, in the show. And and I don't remember any of this from the first time that I like read the comic because as i was watching the show Mm -hmm. like i would be like oh yeah i remember that from the comic right 
Um, yeah. And like I remember this thing. Oh, like oh, I like how they changed this, right? So like I'm not I'm not an idiot. You know what I mean? Like I remember this comic, right? I may not remember specifics, mm-hmm. or you know like dialogue or specific character names or anything like that, but I remember like the gist of it. Yeah. So I'm like, how weird. I said, but you know what? This trade was really good. It was fantastic. I loved it. Um, uh-huh. I, I need to go ahead and get some more, right? So, so yeah. I get home. I get home, and I hop back on Amazon, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and order volumes two, three, and four, right? So so I go to do that, and there's, like, different editions. And see, this this is a callback to our Spawn oh, conversation oh. last episode. Yep, this is right? exactly what I predicted. Yes, yep. this, is, this is what happened. So remember how, how volume two was conspicuously missing from the bookshelf? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. So so here's what happened. Um, Miller World got smart. They said, "Hey, we have this TV show coming out. We need to issue a new printing of Jupiter's Legacy." Yep. Makes sense, right? Yeah, sure. You got put new... on a new slap on a new cover, charge three dollars yeah. more. Yeah, of course. Yeah, which is fine. Like I, I, you know, I got the cover and I was like, "Hmm, I remember a different cover for Volume One." Uh, but like maybe this was one of the later issues and I forgot, right? Could have happened. Sure. Even, even though generally a lot of these trades, they'll do like some variation of issue one's cover as the trade cover, right? Or like when you do volume two, it'll be like some variation of issue five's cover, mm-hmm. right? Um, this one didn't seem like what I remembered any of those five issues covers looking like. And hmm. then as I'm thinking of that with this cover, I said to myself, wait a second. Jupiter's Legacy was five issues. This trade has six issues in it. Ooh, a whole bonus issue for you. And I said, well, that's weird. Did I did I pick up the wrong volume? Mm. And so I look at the spine, and sure mm-hmm. enough, it says one on there. Mm-hmm. And I look at the front, and it says, Mark Miller, Wilfredo Torres, Jupiter's Legacy, Volume 1. How weird. Why doesn't this make any sense? Now, remember, Volume 2 is conspicuously missing from the comic book store. Right. Uh, Because, you'll find out soon enough, somebody was smarter than me. And I look at the back, and it says, now a major Netflix series. I said, oh, okay, it's a reprint, right? That's why the cover looks different, blah, blah, blah. But it doesn't explain why the content is different. Right. So so I hop back on Amazon to check the order that I just placed for Volumes 2, 3, and 4. Um, and I go and read the descriptions, right? And so I read the description for volume one, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I just read, right? Mm-hmm. Um, off chance, I was like, you know what? Let me just go on Wikipedia. So I go on Wikipedia, I look up Jupiter's Legacy, and it takes me to volume one, Jupiter's Legacy. And I start reading the, the issue synopsis for each of the issues, and it is nothing that I just read. Oh, no. And so I said, how weird. And so I start going down the list of all the volumes of Jupiter's Legacy. And I get down to Jupiter's Circle, Volume 1. And guess what happens? That matches exactly what I just read. Oh. And so I said to myself, well, how weird. Maybe I have some kind of special edition trade. And somehow they put Jupiter's Legacy on the cover, but inside it's Jupiter's Circle, it's like an, it's an error variant. It'll be worth a million dollars. Oh, man. Young Martin, you're going to college. But au contraire, here's what happened. This is when Martin got angry. Oh, no. 
So when they reissued these trades, instead of reissuing them in the correct reading order, which was publication order, which would be uh, Jupiter's Legacy, then Jupiter's Circle Volume 1, Jupiter's Circle Volume 2, and Mm -hmm. then Jupiter's Legacy Volume 2, they uh, republished it in um, chronological order. Uh-oh. And so Jupiter's Legacy chronologically takes place before Jupiter's Legacy Volume 1 uh, because all of it takes place in the, during the 50s. I was going to say, did they just remove all the time-jumping flashback type stuff? Nope. All of it takes place in the past, whereas Jupiter's Legacy, you have a present-day story intertwined with flashbacks to their origin in the 30s. Oh, boy. And so the reason that Jupiter's Legacy Volume 2 was conspicuously missing from the comic book store is that Jupiter's Legacy Volume 2 is actually Jupiter's Legacy Volume 1 in the original publication order and thereby includes the story from which the Netflix TV show is based. Wow. This is like an Abbott Costello who's on first routine. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so that was a little annoying, Nick, to yeah. say the least. For um, sure. Like, I, I understand that, uh, you know, this is like technically, uh, you know, an, an, an all-encompassing world, right? Where Jupiter's legacy and Jupiter's circle are like one story. Um. But it seems like if I want to read Jupiter's Legacy as a comic book reader, it is to compare the comic book to the TV show. And therefore, you should publish these in the order that you would do your TV show. And that's not how they did it. And that is not how they did it. Wow, that's a real miss. So this Volume 1, which is really Jupiter Circle Volume 1, would be what I would think would be Jupiter Circle, the Netflix show, Season 2 or maybe 3. So you never read that trade that you have? The one that I bought that says Jupiter's Legacy Volume 1? No, I have not read this because I had never read Jupiter Circle. Wow. So – and this is coming from – an experienced reader of the series correct is already confused and scratching his head yes in comparison to the show imagine somebody who watched the show and is like oh i dug that i want to go read the series yes and see what they left off and then all of a sudden you're like there's nothing of the series in this comic book i just read what the hell just happened here correct and see, so I'm thinking maybe I'm some kind of fucking dodo that can't read. Could be possible. I mean, very possible. And yeah. so I looked and looked and looked, and I found it in very small print on the back cover, Collects Jupiter Circle Numbers 1 through 6. Wow. Mm-hmm. Why would you list mm-hmm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so that's upsetting. So is the omnibus set up like this brand new formatting no i don't think so because i think by release date yeah i think the omnibus would be in the way that they were published uh because the omnibus came out a couple years ago oh okay yeah, yeah. You're probably right. the these are just I new editions of the trades. Out by mark millar i wonder if he 
was the one that was like, this is this is the actual order. Right. So for anyone listening, if you decide that you want to reread Jupiter's Legacy and you don't have the floppies and you want to get the trades, what you need to do is determine if you have the uh, the trade paperback, Jupiter's Legacy, or if you have the Netflix edition. Because the Netflix edition is the one that's out of order. The original printings would be in the correct order. This could, well, maybe now it's in the correct order. You don't know. I mean, maybe. I will say this, though. Uh, I never read Jupiter Circle. This is fucking fantastic. Is it Torres as well, or is that when Frank came, or Quietly came on? Um, it is um, It is Torres. Um, Quietly, I think, does one issue. Okay, gotcha. Yes. Um. But it's fantastic. Uh, I would Can say. Can I throw out two comicsology things? Wait, wait, let me let me let me wrap this up real quick before you. No, say I would, the the one was just I can't believe that Jupiter Circle wasn't mm-hmm. on sale this weekend. Shame. I know. Usually they do. Like if Stranger Things hits, guess what? The Stranger Things comic books are on sale. Shame. Very strange. What's the second thing? Uh, there's a Doctor Doom sale. That's all. Oh, hello. Just wanted to give you a heads up. All right, I will. I will look at that next. I want to see the, how was the series, and also the Julie the Cruise director watched Umbrella Academy and liked that a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it is the Netflix show cool sci-fi enough for her to be like, oh, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I like superhero stuff enough. Yes. Okay. Especially if you can get past like the first episode. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, I thought that was the worst of the episodes. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um. Even like the CG on the first episode didn't seem as good as some of the other ones. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um. I'm looking at this right now, and uh, and I'm gonna warn you that yeah. if you go on Comixology, uh, this is also the case. That the <gasps> trades are in the wrong order. No. Oh my gosh. Yes. So, are you in Comicsology right now? Yes. Okay. Type in Jupiter's Legacy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go down to graphic novels, and you see the four listed there, the four graphic novels listed there. Yeah. Okay. Click on Jupiter's Legacy Volume One, and there it tells you collects Jupiter Circle One through Six. Mm -hmm. not only that not only that not only that go back to where it lists the four volumes yeah okay what 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 one of these things is not like the other what do you see i don't know i don't know what they're listed i don't see jupiter circle anywhere you don't do you exactly that's that's one thing that's not like the other number two uh it's listed as one two four three this may not seem like a big deal to you, yeah. But the story that this TV show is based on is Volume Three. Wow. So somebody's gonna have to buy three trades before they're like, "Oh, this is what's in the show." Uh, that's number one. Number two, it's listed as the last one on here, so they're making people buy all four of these. <laughs> So you're like $36 in before you even see any of the Netflix <laughs> show. Yes. 
So I'm not saying, look, I don't, I'm not starting any conspiracies, okay? I'm not doing that. But I'm just saying, this seems very sketchy. I don't understand, because the old trades said Jupiter's circle on it. You're That's correct. Jupiter's legacy, and above it would say, like, you know, the world of Jupiter legacy. Mm-hmm. Like a little tag thing. Well, so remember uh-huh. that Netflix bought Millar World. Yes. So my assumption is they no longer have those other trades in print. And in order to push their shows, you can only get the Netflix edition of these trades now. Unless you go to like Amazon or eBay, right? Where they still have some old ones available. Yeah, of course. I just don't like the fact that the story that the show is based on is volume three in this new order, whereas in the original order, it's volume one like it's supposed to be. Yeah, I can see how you'd be upset by that. All right. With all that said, I really like the show. I'm on episode seven. Uh, They're on the island right now. I can't wait to watch episode eight tomorrow. Uh, Are there only eight? There's only eight episodes. Okay. Well, you know, it's it's based on this some whatever number is 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 reality anymore who even knows what reality is right now okay right reality is just made up right now okay Mm -hmm. we're in the matrix okay this is a prime example of a mandela effect (laughs) now everyone's gonna tell me that jupiter circle came out first no it didn't um anyways with all that said uh actually with all that said let me talk about this comic first yeah uh if you've never read jupiter's legacy uh, oh, Jupiter's Circle, uh, highly recommended. Mm. I loved it. And you know why I loved it? Um, Jupiter's Legacy has a little bit more of a, you know, comic booky feel, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this also has the comic booky feel, but the best comic booky feel in the fact that this is the Astro City of the Jupiter world. Mm. Uh, I loved it. Each issue uh, centers around one of the characters in the Union. Um, and, and you know, say what you will about Mark Miller. Um, this series, like, is one of the better examples of, like, rewriting the Justice League. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he does a fantastic job at, like, showing the the human side of superheroes. Which, like... I'm sure most comic book character, like most comic book readers, don't give a shit about, right? Like they just want their Superman or Batman stories. Right. Uh, but even as a kid, right, I was always like, I wonder what Batman eats for breakfast, <laughs> right? Or like, if he goes on a date, what movie does he go to see his date with? Right. Right. What Things fast like that. Food is he is he driving the Batmobile through for? Perfect. Uh, and you know there is there is a kind of Batman analog ish character in in this world, uh, Sky Fox, um, who ends up being like a quasi villain, maybe a villain, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Um, but see, you you don't really get that in the original comic book series um, or in the TV show. I mean, maybe it'll show up in, in issue eight I don't, or episode eight. I don't remember. Um, but uh, but you get some of that backstory in Jupiter Circle, and and I really love that, right? Because in the TV show, you go from the 30s when they get their superpowers to the present day, 
right? And so obviously oh. a lot has happened in the world. Um, there's a lot more superheroes and there's obviously super villains uh, in in the present day, which don't show up in Jupiter Circle, right? Because like they're the only superheroes in town until like they start having kids, right? And their kids have superpowers. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool to get like the backstory for all of these. Um, or like there's stuff that happens in, in the TV show where you're like, well, I wonder like why this is the case, right? And So it was a good mistake. Image helped you discover uh, the brand new series. I mean, they, hel- they, helped me dis- for you. they helped me discover a fantastic comic for me yeah. that fills in a ton of backstory. Yep. And, Let's and, retract your previous statement and say thank you, Image. I am not retracting my previous Let's statement. Let's retract it. Come on. I am doubling down on my previous statement. Oh, no. That's not how it works. Yes, because it's, it's shady, dude. It is shady. It's super shady. Yeah. Like, if you want to rename you, Jupiter Miller. Circle to Jupiter's Legacy, fine. But do it Jupiter's Legacy Volume 2. You know what I mean? People are going to mm-hmm. pick up Volume 1 first, not your Volume 3 first. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, you see? Yep. So Thank, thank you, Image. So still annoying. However, if you have not read Jupiter Circle, highly guarantee it. Or highly, highly recommend it. Uh, and, and to be honest, if you've never read any of it, then by all means, read it in this new Netflix edition publishing order. Uh, oh really? Yeah, because I think you'll get a lot more out of it. Um, okay. I mean, you you might lose a little bit of the mystery of like why they're going to the island and like all this other crap. Sure. Um, but in terms of like figuring out how the characters are connected and what their histories are and mm-hmm. like why characters do things the way that they do them, um, and like why the utopian is such a dick about like following this code of his, mm-hmm. um, then read it in the new publishing order. Okay. That I totally understand. But Thank if you, you are trying to get in on this because you never read it and you want to watch the show, then start at volume three. Image knows best. All hail image. Uh, shame on image. <laughs> shame, 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 shame. <laughs> There's not enough shames to uh, put in a tweet. Wow. Mm-hmm. How many? How many shames? Their shame. Their shame game is strong. Shame is five letters, so we need a space in there. So let's do six letters. So I can fit forty-six and two-thirds shames in a tweet. <laughs> oh, is that the episode title? Uh, look, I was gonna name this episode like a Bigfoot in an inflatable hot tug. But Hell for, yeah. But 46 and two-thirds shames. Uh, no, you know what? That's too inside baseball. Uh, we'll go with the Bigfoot title. <laughs> or the last one could just be Seamus. <laughs> shame, shame, Seamus. Uh, but, you yeah, know, really, really good. Uh, recommend it. Uh, shame on Comixology for not doing a bigger sale. Uh, it's a dollar off. Who gives a shit? Uh, you right. get a bigger discount if you're a, a Comixology Unlimited subscriber. <laughs> and can I – this? I think this is telling as well. Scroll down on Comixology. Scroll down the sale tab, mm-hmm. and there's a sale that doesn't end for like a week and a half, and it's an image sci-fi sale. Oh. 
Like, you could have just put it under sci-fi. Yeah. Like, Weird. So now, it, does Image want to make money, or do they feel like, or are they pissed at Mark Miller? Ooh, I have no, like, why wouldn't you be selling that? Why wouldn't you want money? I mean, Here's. I guess I, I guess they just don't want money. I don't know what to Maybe. tell you. Maybe. Uh, what's money? Money's fake. It's fake. Right. They don't want it. Uh, I do <laughs> want to get this The Clock. I don't know what it is, but I like the cover, and it's written by Matt Hawkins with yeah, art by Colleen Duran. So, hello. That looks good. Um, Not yeah. a big enough uh, Doctor Doom sale on there. There's like 20, 20 uh, um, trades. That's about it. Uh, let's do. Oh, I don't want to bookmark. I want to find Doom. What? What is it? Like it's not on the first page, huh? Oh, I'm on the image sale. Dude, Doctor Doctor Doom's is. Marvel. I don't know if you know that. Uh, let's see here. I bought this one. I bought this one. I bought this one. All right, um, now you're just flexing. All right, I I already bought all of these. I need a retroactive oh. discount. <laughs> Please send me money. Thank you. Oh, I don't have Legacy of Doom. I need that. Ooh. Okay. And don't forget about that. Your uh, the funnest title in that whole sale. Uh, your very favorite, Savage Avengers Volume Two. Yeah, definitely not buying that. <laughs> 100% guaranteed not to buy that. Uh, Dick, hard pass on that. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but the TV show, really good. Like I said, uh, the CG, you know, it's all right. Um, could have been better, I think. Okay. Especially considering that, you know, Netflix owned this property. Uh, so you would think they would just, you know, throw money at it. But uh, the guy that plays Utopian, what's his name? Uh, oh, God. Josh something. Josh Duhamel. Uh, oh. He's terrific. I didn't even know it was him. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Because, uh, you know, in the present day, he's got the long gray hair and the long gray beard. Yeah. Um, but then when you go, when they flash back to the 30s, I'm like, oh, I know this guy. And uh, <laughs> and they're like, Shell. And I'm like, Shell, that's Utopian's name. That's the guy. Holy shit. So uh, very cool. I like that. Um few other people are recognized on here. Uh, the guy that plays um, George, Sky Fox, uh, Matt Lanter. I've seen him in a bunch of stuff before. He's good. Okay. Uh, or no, not him. Uh, oh, fuck. Blue Bolt. Uh, I can't remember his name. But he's been in a bunch of stuff too. So there's uh, there's some people I recognize. Uh, a couple changes to the story. Um <laughs> And again, since I read the wrong book, thanks, Netflix. Um, yeah, you got some brand new content. Maybe I'll – yes, yes. Maybe uh, I – maybe I remember this incorrectly, uh, but I don't think I do. In the show, mm. um, Sheldon's got these visions about mm-hmm. the island, and so he, he like gathers these people um, that he sees in his visions – uh, in the comic, if I remember correctly, that's not the case. Like they're all like college friends. Huh. Um, so that's different. Um, I do like the change that they did with the flame. Um, and the coolest thing about that is I learn how he becomes a quadriplegic. Oh, he's not a quadriplegic. He's just in a wheelchair. Mm. Um, so in the comic, it's a white guy. And the TV show, it's a black guy. 
Um, and so there's like a little bit of like race thing going on in terms of the backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, a, an interesting change that I think fits a little better with the time frame that the show takes place in. Um, huh. So I, I, I like that change. Um, the cool thing is you when they're doing the flashback scenes, he's walking. But in the present, he's in a wheelchair. Hmm. And so I'm like, I wonder what happened to him. Well, you find out in Jupiter Circle, uh, issue five, I believe, oh. um, where he he has a wife and kids, and he like ends up meeting this girl who wants to be like a superhero, and they kind of he has an affair with her. He leaves his wife to be with this woman, um, oh. and like they're sleeping together. And he gets a you know an alert on his little pager, his his Justice League pager, uh, mm-hmm. and he goes to see what's up. And there's like an alien. Oh no, it's not an alien invasion. It's like um, uh, like a bizarro world invasion of superheroes, oh. uh, where like this alternate dimension, all the heroes are villains, and they're invading our dimension. So it's like the Injustice Gang. Type yes, of thing? exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, and he goes to like one of the motherships is crashing and he goes to like stop it from crashing into a building. Uh, and he does except like it crushes his legs. And oh, so, wow. and so he has to use a wheelchair. And so that was cool to see that in the comic. Um, Cause you don't get that in, in the, in the show. Right. Cause huh. again, totally different stories. Yeah. Uh, but that was cool to see. And then you get a little bit of that too with, uh, with Sky You Fox. don't get any of that in the show. Correct. He just goes from flashback into a wheelchair. A wheelchair. Just no mention of it. Yeah, in the present day, he's more like um, like Oracle. So maybe season two. Maybe season two. Uh, and the thing with Sky Fox was cool because like you see Sky Fox's kid in, in this season, mm-hmm. um, but you don't you don't see Sky Fox. You see him before he became Sky Fox, right? Before they all got their superpowers. Uh-huh. Uh, but you don't see him as Sky Fox. And in this story that I read, you learn why he leaves the Union. Hmm. Uh, and it's because of uh, of George. He his hey. his girlfriend breaks up with him and starts dating George. Uh-huh. Uh, and he thinks that George is using his uh, his uh, mind powers, his telepathy, to mind control her into falling in love with her. Or fall in love with him, but that's not the case at all. Um, oh. And so he leaves. Um, so yeah, again, like I said, I was very angry about this reordering of the story, uh, but it was a very fortunate reordering because I think you do get a lot of out of it if you if you're Two, reading these in tandem. Three questions. Yes. And answer them any way you want. Uh huh. How? How how was this? Does this, as a viewer, even if you didn't know uh, about the Miller verse, would this make you want to watch more Miller verse content on hmm. Netflix? Interesting. Would that be uh, something like, oh, a, a new thing from Miller verse? Oh, I did watch that show. I want to watch that. I want to watch this now. <coughs> so. I still don't know how to answer this question. I've been trying to figure out the answer to this question for years. 
Uh, not just because of Miller, but I'm talking about like just comic book stuff in general. Right. Sure. Um, and I, I often wonder, like, when when a network puts out a show based on a comic, um, number one, is it translating to comic sales, right? And we know, most likely, no. Um, right. But does it translate to them wanting to watch other things in that universe, right? Mm-hmm. And And I think the Marvel movies proved that that is the case if right. you if you do it correctly right because obviously if you know if if uh if infinity war does two billion dollars it's not just you know comic book readers going to watch it 500 million times right right because there's not very many of us um so obviously it's gone into the mainstream uh, but there's been like plenty of other comic book things that I don't know have translated well to like normies, right? Right. Um, and I'm talking about like things that even I, as a comic reader, didn't know were comics, like uh, like Red, or mm-hmm. um, what's the one you were just talking about it on Twitter recently? Polar. Polar. Um, like I had no idea that was a comic. Right. Or so, that Charlie's Theron movie that she put out a couple of years ago. Uh, the hit, hit woman. Yes, I didn't know that was a comic either. That that's a European yeah. one though, so I think I'll, I I right. can slide on that. But like Red is an American comic, right? For sure. Uh, yeah. I think Polar is European too. Uh, uh, it was a web comic, and I want to say it was U.S. Gotcha. But I could be wrong. Um, but I mean web comic, I don't follow those either. Right. Right. So, but like, there's plenty of comic book movies that aren't billed as comic book movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they're like smaller properties. Um, like when, when the surrogates came out, the Bruce Willis movie, I had no idea it was a comic. Right. And then I looked it up and I said, Vin, did he wrote this comic? I have to read it. Right. Right. Uh, so things like that. Um, uh, something like Miller world. I don't know how that's going to work. Right. Because obviously there's going to be a big push because Netflix owns all those properties. Right? right, like they just own it outright, right? Not just like the the movie rights or the TV rights, like they just own them. They own the comics too. Yeah. Um. So my guess is they would do a bigger push. Now, I think that the way this show plays out will interest enough non-comic book fans, um, or at least a, a segment to want to see what it's about. Um, especially, yeah, I, think there's a seg- I think there's a segment out there that, and even my wife sort of falls into that segment where it's like, I like people in tights. All right, I'll watch this. Oh, mm. they're wearing a cape. All right, I'll watch. Instead of like, oh, brother, a superhero thing. Well, and the cool thing is like, it's not just, it's not like, you know, you're watching a TV show about the Justice League, right? Uh, where like all these characters are idealized. Like all, every single character in this show is flawed, right? And and having done all this research to figure out what the hell I had just read, um, <laughs> I went ahead and read synopses for the other series that come after this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really excited to read like the last one that came out. Mm. Um, the one that's currently out with Tommy Lee Edwards. Uh, I don't know. It's I think it's, I think there's two issues out right, or they're coming out. They're coming out in, like July or something. Yeah, I have no idea, but it, it's the one. Okay. Where, like, uh, basically the synopsis is, uh, like, the superheroes in trying to save the world have made all the wrong choices and their supervillains take over. 
Oh boy. Okay. Uh, like I'm excited for that because I want to see yeah. how that develops, right? Um, we're in like everybody has superpowers now. Do you think Netflix is going to brand it like Millerverse in some way? Hmm. Meaning, like Stranger Things. Like if Stranger Things did an offshoot hmm. series, would it be branded like you know the top of the banner or bottom of the banner, like from the creators of Stranger Things? Like that oh, type interesting. Thing. Um, you know, I I always do the skip intro, mm-hmm. so I didn't pay attention. But I'm curious is if there is something with like Miller World presents. Gotcha. You see what I mean? Yeah. Because that I'm might... just thinking when when you're flipping around before drilling into it. Yeah. Are they going to put some type of band on it mm. that says that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting. Since they own it, I mean, they don't own Stranger Things, but if they own, like, they own all the Miller stuff, so why wouldn't you want people to, like, hey, you like you like the first one, you should check this one out. It isn't just season one of a strange IP. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's in this it's in this wheelhouse. Yes. Um. Now they they are doing a bunch of them. Uh, that are already in production, right? Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Um. So like that American Jesus, which I never read, they're doing into a show. Um. Huck, I'm really excited for. It's like yeah. homeless Superman. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I want to see that. Um. The Magic Order, I really liked. And yeah, I remember him talking about that at C2E2, and that yep. seems like a great premise. Yep. Uh, the one I don't think they're developing, and I think is a big miss and and you know what it might end up being better as a movie who knows um but nemesis i loved nemesis Mm, did you ever read that yep Yep. it's like um like if batman or if the joker were batman yep right um i would love to see that but as far as i know they're not uh working on that in any way so um who knows maybe in the future right if all those other things do well um, well, all this talk has made me want to go and read Irredeemable mm, again. Yeah. And I hate to, I, I got to ask you, do you have any idea, like, I cannot believe somebody hasn't picked up that IP. Right? Because now that things are being made into series a lot quicker than being made into, like, big movies irredeemable seems perfect for eight episodes yes let me let me look this up real quick sure Mm, irredeemable i'm sure somebody purchased the ip i'm sure of that just to lock it down but that doesn't mean that it's in production anywhere yeah 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 Yeah, i don't see anything about movie or tv rights for irredeemable that seems like a big miss for sure. Uh, you know, maybe if uh, if Jupiter's Legacy does very well, somebody would be like, oh, I wonder if there's anything similar to this that we can pick up. Possible. Um, I just, I, I sort of want to read that over things that are similar to that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like Jupiter's Circle similar, you sure. know. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of books like that that are in that vein. Yep. For whatever reason, I'm sort of being called. Mark Wade's calling me. Mark Wade's calling you. <laughs> yeah. When is he not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I mean, who knows? Um, you know, the at least the Miller world, they're doing stuff that's different enough from each other mm-hmm. that there won't be overlap, right? Because, um, sure. you know, he loves doing that thing where, like, everybody loves to play with the tropes, right? Like, everyone's got to write, like, their own Superman story. Oh yeah. Um, and you know he's got a he's got a few right like Jupiter's Legacy. You have the Utopian. He's kind of like Superman. Uh, mm-hmm. You have Huck. He's like he's like a Superman. You have uh, what's the other one? Star something. Starlight. Starlight yes. is like Superman. Yeah. Uh, which they should make that into a show. I think that'd be good. For sure. Yeah, uh, that was that was that was uh, Parlov, right? Yes, Parlov. Yeah. yeah. Um. But, uh, but, you know, they're doing uh, Reborn, which, like, that was fine. Yeah. Uh, it's the fantasy one with uh, Capullo. Capullo did the art mm-hmm. on that. Um, but Magic Order, like, I want to see that. Same here. I want to see that. I love that comic. It's like uh, the mob if it was magic. Mm. Yeah. That sounds good. That ain't uh, no Harry Potter. That ain't no Harry Potter. So, uh, so I think that'd be really good. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Irredeemable. Mark Wade, listen, I know you listen to the show, Mark Wade. Mm-hmm. What uh, what are you doing, bro? You need to sell the rights to Irredeemable. Um, you know, I wonder would people. Hmm. I think we as comic book readers would love the shit out of that, right? For uh, sure. Especially you and I, because we love that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, like how how other people feel about it, but um, <clears throat> but I wonder like how that would do for a general audience right and this goes back to maybe to the nemesis thing right because nemesis is like a bad a villain batman um yes. how would like a villain superman work for a general audience like would they be okay with that yeah, it's an easy tagline like you instantly know what that book's about just from one sentence so yes it'd be, it'd be an easy sell for people and even like julia the cruise director would know exactly what that means and but, if that's for her but do you think like normies would want that I feel like normies want like the good guys to be good and win. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think there's a big sec out there that's all they want is like a cool fisticuffs action film. Yeah, that's true. If you're gonna do a dark a dark Superman or a villain as Batman, that's like an easy sell for them. Like, ooh, that's gonna be action packed. All right, I'm in. Mm. It wouldn't sell my wife. She's like, why would I want an evil Superman? That, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah, right, right, right. That's what I mean. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I will give uh, Jupiter's Legacy the TV show. Uh, I'm going to have to give it an eight. Oh, that's good. All I mean, right. that's very tough. It's very tough. Uh, in the world of Rob Krieger, it would be a seven. <gasps> um, but uh, But I don't believe in that world. Okay. You know what I mean? I live in my own universe. We can't all live in Krieger world. Yeah, we can't all live in Krieger world. Uh, we can wish. We can hope. But we don't. So I'm going to give it an Some eight. Some people don't deserve to be in Krieger world. You're, you're right. Some people yeah. wish they were in Krieger world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that would be a great episode title. And he would be like, why is my name in the title? <laughs> um, I do like Bigfoot in a hot tub, but it would be it would be a hilarious tweet that we would receive in about three months when he listens to that's the right in three that months be, he he's only be, like six weeks behind okay okay all right he, he'll Sorry, let I, he'll let us know about this during the summer that's all right that's um fine. so so i'm gonna go with eight out of ten what about the trade that you just read the the trade that i just read 
Uh, I am going to give. Ooh, that's tough. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Sh- I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna side on the 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 edge of. Um, Are you gonna take points off for it being volume one, but having nothing to do with the series that you just want to watch? You know, I I don't think that's fair. I think that's vindictive. I, I feel like I'm a very forgiving person. Right. Um, I'm, and we just thanked uh, we just thanked uh, Image Comics for doing that to you. So. I did not. Well, we just both did. Somebody did, but it was not I. Mm, uh, I don't know. You got to listen to the episode back. Yeah, I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten, though. Oh, that's mm. a good one. Nine out of ten. Uh, and. My last question in regards to this. Uh-huh. Did you buy the Omnibus when you got home? I did not. Oh. I did not. I thought about it, and I'm still thinking about it. Um, I feel like there was a reason I didn't buy it. Let me let me get back on here and look at it here. I wonder if it's really cheap on in-stock trades, too. Oh, interesting. Might be cheaper than Amazon. Um, it's not on uh amazon maybe there's tons of speculators out there thinking we gotta buy this omnibus out because in three years it's going to be worth four times as much that's very possible let's see what in stock trade says does mike myers have the omnibus on his speculator top 10 sheet only if it contains fortnite codes Ah, good call. Good mm-hmm, call. Mm-hmm. call. Um, is there not an omnibus? I could swear I saw one, because it's oh. also not on in stock trades. What? Uh, let's look on eBay. Wow, maybe this thing's sold out. You said it was a a little bit old. I could have sworn that I saw this like earlier today when I was looking it up. Was I imagining this? Yeah, oh. I don't. I don't see it on eBay either. Wow. How interesting. All right. Well, uh, there's your answer. That's why I didn't buy it. Maybe uh, either it doesn't exist or it's uh, somebody's hoarding him. Huh. Or did you just dream that? I mean, that's very possible. What if I just did like, they, did duck, they duck, make, go it? Maybe they made – huh, let me run this by you. Maybe they made the omnibus – uh, into a cryptocurrency token. <gasps> Hello. Maybe you just missed out on it. Maybe I imagined this because even if I duck duck go it, I don't see one. <laughs> you imagine you fantasized about how wonderful that would be. I could have sworn the comic shop had some kind of hardcover of Jupiter's well, maybe Legacy. It, maybe it's just of the trade. Oh, it could be. Yeah, I could have sworn it said Omnibus though. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I live in my own universe. This thing may not getting, exist. Is Netflix getting into the publishing game with Millerverse? Um, they don't actually publish them. Okay. Um, Image is That's still the, the one publisher. thing Image still holds on to. Yeah, 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 Image is still publishing it. Well, why wouldn't Image want the money? All right, out sales for it. So, like at your comic book shop, why wouldn't the comic book shop offer it at a cheaper price to, yeah, try, to, get, sure. to try to sell people for on sure. it? Uh, so, this hardcover must exist. Uh, oh. It must just not be available. Because I found 
a Jupiter's Legacy hardcover in Spanish. Mm. Is it just a volume or is it an omnibus? Nope, it just says Jupiter's Legacy hardcover. Huh. Uh, and it came out in 2018. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Curses. Uh, that's fine. You know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Panini. So are you getting your, your other trades from Amazon tomorrow? Uh, they'll be here Tuesday. Tuesday? You Tuesday. snooze, you lose, son. Tuesday. Well, I mean, they don't ship on Sundays. Sure they do. Do they? they deliver, yeah, they deliver stuff 24-7. Are you kidding me? Oh, shit. Look, I don't know. I don't know. Because, you know, what day was it? Thursday. Thursday, I was at, almost out of dog food. So I went ahead and did my dog food order. Uh, and they told me it'd be here Tuesday. And then that night, I got an email that said, uh, good news, it'll be there Monday. Uh, and I said, cool, that's even better. But then uh, I got home yesterday. from We went somewhere. And I got home, and it was here. Ah, perfect. Two days ahead of schedule. <laughs> Your dogs can eat. Uh, so I don't know what's going on over at the Amazon, but uh, it came, you know, three days quicker than they said it would. Yeah. So are uh, you so that's sure you didn't sign into your corporate Amazon account? Oh, I wish we had one. <laughs> that would be awesome. Because uh, then I would just order all kinds of shit and then just like pay myself back. If you're getting that discount, hell yeah. Yeah. Big business discount. Um. I don't think there's anything at Office Depot that I want. Ugh, come on. Uh, I mean, I guess I need a new chair for my home office. Sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> need a box, you need a box of pens. Uh, paper clips, sure. Yes, uh, yes, that's exactly what I need. And a visor. Dude, it's so sure cheap, though. It, it is so ridiculous. Because um, I, I, I did an office supply order like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like... 20 boxes of pens, paper oh, yeah. clips, stapler, staples, like all oh, kinds yeah. of bullshit. It was like six boxes of stuff. And it was like mm-hmm. $80. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I couldn't even get it this cheap at like the Dollar Tree. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Did you order a CD visor for your new car? Uh, no, I'm I did gonna not. I'm going to put all 24 CDs in my CD visor now. Hell yeah. No, no, no. It's funny. We're at my uh, at my in-laws tonight. Because you and, know uh, Office Depot still sells those. Oh, I'm know. sure they do. Oh, for sure. We were at my in-laws, and my father-in-law's like, yeah, I'm thinking about, um, what do you say? Getting like a 70-inch. Uh, they've got like a, a basement. Um, I say basement in quotes. Because mm-hmm. southern basements are not like northern basements. Um, their basement is like underground when you look from the front of the house. But it, it, like from the back of the house, it's at like ground level. Um, oh, yeah. yeah it's yeah, like a walkout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, so he, he they've got a game room down there. And he's like, yeah, I want to mm-hmm. get a 7 inch TV and a Blu-ray player so we can watch movie, have movie nets and stuff. And I'm like, why would you get a Blu-ray player? Just like stream right. whatever you want he's like right. that's a good point <laughs> take that money and buy a kick-ass pinball machine that's what i would do oh uh, yeah i've been telling him he needs to get a pool table down there yeah yeah and then awesome. you then you can uh put put together some particle boards so you can slap on a ping pong table on top of the pool table oh uh, that would be awesome too hell yeah that would be awesome too so um, how does it go you go over to the in-laws for Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. How does it go over 
when you walk in with a comic book trade and you hunker down and start reading? How does that fly? What do you mean? Like, you don't get the frying pan? You don't get a look? No one says anything? Or is it just like, yeah, that's Martin. Him and his comics. Look, like, I'm a, a grown-ass man. Like, of course you are. I'm not saying you're not. <laughs> Reading <But> my comics. <laughs> I'm just curious, like, are they not like, well, doesn't he want to engage in our the art of conversation with us? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean. Because, like, I would get that when I'd go over to the in-laws, and I would immediately, I wouldn't, well, I guess I would. I would immediately be like, okay, what's, uh, yeah, this is great, History Channel, World War II. Yep, been there, done that. Okay, uh, what football game's playing right now? Mm. And I would just, like, commandeer the TV and, like, yeah, we're not watching this bullshit. You guys are going to be talking. I want to watch football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean, like, for the most part, I'm uh, I'm I'm pretty good at multitasking, you know what I mean? So yeah. like I was still involved in the conversation. Right? But do you feel like you're losing part of reading the story or do you read over some of the panels like do you miss stuff in in while doing that? Are you missing part of the comic book? Mm, I don't think I did. Okay. Gotcha. I don't think I did. I mean, you know, I I was taking my time with it, right? Cuz it's a trade. But it wasn't like you went like I'm gonna be down in the game room all by myself reading. A no, comic no, no, book. not I... at all. Okay, no, no, no. Good. We we were upstairs. They were watching uh, Deal or No Deal. <laughs> Thank God you're in a comic book. <laughs> yeah, Deal or No Deal. So what's worse, Martin reading a comic book while stupid Deal or No Deals going, or because I have my answer, or you on your phone reading a comic book. Oh, I don't read comics on my phone. No, no, no. I'm just throwing it out. Mm. Like it's, I, I'm throwing out the same activity done, oh, okay. done two different ways. Because the reason I ask is, my guess is most people would be like, I can't believe Martin just had his nose stuck on his phone yeah. the entire time. Yeah. Where if you're reading a comic book, looking up and engaging, it's completely different. Hmm. Just curious. Yeah, I would say the phone thing would be worse. Yeah, I would think so. Um. I mean, I guess people the, feel it, like you're not engaged in, in the conversation. Yeah, it depends who you're around with, right? Like, if I'm if I'm like with the family here at home, like none of them would give a shit, right? Either way. No, of course, I'm saying over at the in-law. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, them being much older, uh, right. I think they would take greater offense to my reading on a phone than to yes. my reading a book. I would agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, there's still that like stigma of uh the electronic like taking you away right from right. the conversation yeah um you know i mean i was still involved in it it's not like i read all the way through we were there for a few hours you know what i mean oh, so yeah. so like i would read an issue of the trade and then you know stop for a few and read the next one uh but but that's why i like trades more mm-hmm. um and and uh you know we've talked about why we like trade reading but one thing i notice is that like if i read a single issue uh i read it very fast right like five minutes right right uh unless it's like uh you know jitterowski or alan moore or something like that that like you have to pay attention to every fucking thing um but for the most part for most comics like five six minutes is what it takes Mm -hmm. Uh, but i feel like when i read a trade i'm i like to savor it more right 
So like yeah. even even reading that one issue in a trade, I might take like ten minutes or fifteen minutes, right? Uh, I don't, why just do so- you think? Why do you think that is? Like I always thought it was because with floppies, I wanted to burn through them because I'm looking at that stack of floppies and I have to get through as many as as quickly as possible because I have that huge stack. Mm. But if you look at trades, it's the same thing. Like you got a stack, but it just happens to be in a trade. Right. But yet, I do feel like I savor it a little bit more in a trade. I think part of it is because you're reading an entire story arc at once, Ooh, you yeah, take more time so you can absorb it better. Yeah, so you make can, those connections. Yeah, so you can make the connections. And yeah. I think that's why the trade reading is more rewarding than reading monthly, right? Because uh, yeah. monthly, like you might remember the gist of the story. Right, so you can continue, but you won't remember specifics, right? So you're right. still gonna enjoy what you're reading, uh, if it's good. Um, but in a trade, you ha- you know you have the story in front of you, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so you're gonna you're more likely to pay more attention to it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why I like it more. Uh, but see, like I do that even with hardcovers, um, and you know, and I'm talking about like. You know, uh, omnibus length hardcovers, not just like a hardcover of a trade, um, like big collections. Right. Um, because like chances are you're not going to read a full omnibus in one sitting. Oh, right? God. Uh, it, it might take you several readings, maybe a few weeks or a month or something to read a, a full omnibus. Uh, but even then you're paying more attention. Because, again, yeah. you know you have this big story in front of you, right? And you're going to finish it. Unlike a yeah, floppy even, where you're like, ah, I can skip this month maybe. Even some of the offshoots in an omnibus. Yeah. Even if they're terrible. Like we talked about like um, Atlantis attacks and how there were like offshoots. It's like, oh, you just want to roll your eyes. Mm. But when it's in an omnibus, sure, you might want to do the same reaction. But there's also, at least in my head, it takes over like the historian part of me Hmm. of like this is really interesting that this this is how they incorporated this title into this big you know four act structure Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i will take more time with it just to like analyze it a little bit more yeah i think if it was a floppy you just sort of half read it and just like this has nothing to do with this big story event arc Eh. i think i think part of that might change a little bit too depending on what it is right mm-hmm. um so like if you're reading an omnibus of a series you're definitely going to pay more attention um if you're reading an omnibus of like a secret war right uh, mm-hmm. you might pay more attention for sure but what about like let's use our favorite example nightfall right mm. what if what if you're reading a nightfall omnibus right and they have like let's say Catwoman issues in there mm-hmm. right where like nothing crucial to the story happens in it right right um it might be included because like bane shows up in one panel right mm-hmm. or selena's yeah. like oh no he crushed bruce's back um right but like it's not essential to the story or she walks by and sees the batmobile beat up yeah there you go i wonder what happened there I feel like in that case, you probably won't pay as much attention, right? For sure. 
Yeah. Um, at least, like, if you know that that's the case, right? Like, maybe if it's your first reading of it, you're like, ooh, I wonder how this ties into the story, right? Mm. And at the end, you're like, oh, well, that sucked. Mm-hmm. I should read the other 3,000 editions of Nightfall that, like, actually make sense. You know what I mean? It sounds like you're proving the point with your example. Why we have to thank Image Comics. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. Because DC Comics did exactly the same thing <laughs> when they finally published Nightfall and they reordered the comics mm-hmm. instead of publication date for story. Mm-hmm. Reorganized. And you know thank what's you, you know what's funny? Let's, let's both of us now, once again, <laughs> thank you, Image Comics. <laughs> I will not say such a thing. <laughs> I can't believe out of all of the examples, the one example where they actually <laughs> reorganized everything <laughs> in relationship to here's the story points that we're putting them in the right order. <laughs> but but there is a difference. There is no there is no nightfall TV show on Netflix right now that everyone wants to read the comic for. Right now. Right oh, now there isn't. Look, Go on. I can only wish. I can only hope. Yeah. It's like uh, you know, now that, now that we're gonna get a long Halloween. Ooh. Uh yeah. And Maybe. then everyone will realize, boy, did did Loeb take a lot from the Godfather series. Oh god, yeah. They'll finally realize all that. That's great. I I love that kind of stuff. When people read a comic, they're like, Oh my god, this is the greatest comic of all time. And and like for super nerds like you or I that watch like way too much TV and movies and read too many comics, you're like, yeah, that's really great. But I've read this like five times already. You know what I mean? In like a different <laughs> book. Yep. Um, yeah, I love that. That's why I love indie books, right? Because a lot of times they'll take the chances to tell like stories in new, unique ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, and I'm just gonna pick on him because we've been talking about jupiter's legacy but like if you know mark miller does the same story everyone's like oh my god greatest thing ever i can't believe no one thought about it and i'm like hmm do you even comic book bro <laughs> yeah so there's ah, that <laughs> so, good. so good uh you see that kind of shit all the time though you know um oh, yeah. I'm trying to think an example. So, like, all right. So, I remember we we had to read Mouse in, like, sixth grade, right? Ooh, wow. That's heavy reading for sixth grade. No kidding. Damn. Um, So, we read Mouse in, like, sixth grade. And I was like, I love comic books. Why am I reading comic books in school? Right? And then I read it, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, that's fucking deep, right? Uh, And you, you don't know that comics can do that. Uh, and then you get a little bit older and like, that's the thing you look for. Right. Um, maybe not everybody, at least that's one of the things that I look for. Right. I still want like just the fun comics where like Batman beats up somebody. Right. Cool. Great. Um, but like, you don't want that all the time. Right. That's boring. It's like, why would I want to watch Breaking Bad every week? You don't want to eat hot dogs for every meal. You want to change it up. I mean, maybe. Spice it up a little. I might be okay with hot dogs every meal. Ah, eh, probably not. They give me heartburn now. Now that I've got older, like, they what? just give me... You know what's weird? If I drink a lot of water, I get heartburn. What? 
right? That's why you need to switch it up and only drink gin. No, no there. that's why I drink seltzer. Oh, boy, you are so fancy. <laughs> Pinky up. Nick, that's why I drink seltzer. That's not – look, everyone says this, but I remember you growing up – You flat water. I drink sparkling. You understand. Look, look, I remember growing up, and we were poor growing up, okay? Mm-hmm. We always drank seltzer water at dinner. So fancy. I don't know why that's fancy. <laughs> it's just water with bubbles. Little LaCroix Ferretti over there. No, not LaCroix. Like, my dad would buy, like, the liter and a half bottles of seltzer. I don't know what it was. Mommy, I'll have an orange LaCroix for this meal. We don't drink LaCroix here. Uh, my wife does buy, like, generic Harris Teeter seltzer water, though. <laughs> Yeah. I don't drink flat water. I Take just, that back to the store. I don't like water, Nick. It gives me heartburn. It it doesn't taste like anything. Um, and it gives me heartburn. I have a sensitive stomach. Take that back. Thank I I like seltzer water because it feels like I'm drinking something. It feels like there's something in my mouth. When I drink just regular <laughs> water, like the only time I like water is mm-hmm. like during the summertime when it's three million degrees down here, yeah. um, and I get like an ice cold glass of water like after I cut the grass. You know what I mean? Sure. Because then I gotta I gotta quench my thirst. That's when you pop open an ice house beer and chug it down. I do not do that. I do <laughs> not do that. But well, it's I'll... just like it's just like sparkling water. It's fizzy <laughs> water. It's cheap ass beer. Uh, that's true. But, but outside of that, I'm never like, ooh, yeah, uh, I'm so thirsty, let me get some water. That never happens otherwise. Well, you should uh, be drinking some water, you're a very fragile young boy. I do, I drink seltzer. Ah, <laughs> fancy, fancy. And seltzer, not sparkling water, there is a difference. Nick, I, hot dogs give me a tummy ache. I only eat artesian uh, devil dogs, thank you. That's right. Artesian devil dogs. I would love to find a food truck that has like fancy hot dogs. Yeah, same here. That's what I want in my life right now. But I don't need I don't even you know what I I don't even need that. Like I saw uh Good Mythical Morning was doing a fresh versus frozen mm. item. Yeah. And they did Auntie Annie's uh, pretzel wrapped hot dogs, fresh versus frozen. Delicious. And the first thing I said to the wife was, they have frozen uh, pretzel dogs in our freezer department right now, and we've never had them? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you don't need those. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> and I'm like, that'll even save you money because you don't have to buy buns. And you could just have your condiment of choice with it and just dip it in and eat it. You don't mm-hmm. need all of the coutrements. Ooh, coutrements. How fancy. Yes. How fancy. But that sounds delightful. But maybe it's because it's almost midnight and I'm a hungry young lad. I'm not going to lie. I kind of want to run to the gas station and get me a hot dog right now. Oh, you know how old that thing is on that <laughs> spit? Oh, man. But you know what? That sounds really good because it's old. 
Mm-hmm. That sounds really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, they have a, do they have like buy two for a dollar nineteen type of sale? I don't know how much they are. I think they're, they're two ch- two for two something. Oh, uh, probably two for two twenty two. There, that's that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And you know those buns in that quote unquote steamer, <laughs> but really it's just sort of a heated area mm-hmm. you know when you pull those things out they're going to be like bread like uh bread what what are they croutons okay oh, they're going to be just hard and stale and oh nasty but, man does that sound good oh mm. that reminds me what was it that my wife got and i was going to ask you if you ever Uh-oh. had they're called hang on let me let me Be- Belial? Bel- what? Be- what are you saying? Are oh. you talking Portuguese again? No. So my wife, my wife, my bad. Uh, she she was doing shopping and she was gonna get Reagan wanted bagels, oh, and so she was okay. looking for bagels uh-huh. and she got bagels, but she also found this thing called like. Baleels or something? What? Yes. Are they like bagel fins? Not quite. Like a smashed down bagel? They are like if a bagel had a baby with an English muffin. What? So it's like a semi-flat bagel with the consistency of an English muffin. Does that make sense? Sort of? Is it a... Huh. It's called like a... Is it a crumpet? It is not a crumpet. It looks like a flat bagel. Well, flat. They're like, you know, quarter inch tall, half inch tall. But you know what a crumpet is, right? I do know what a crumpet is. Okay, good, good, good. I have it with my tea all the time. Oh, fancy. Um... It, yeah, it's not quite a, it's not quite like the crumpet. Why am I on Pinterest? Because a crumpet is like if a pancake in an English muffin had a baby. So Belize A, is that uh, what it is? B I A L Y S B I A L Y S Bialis. Yeah. Is that it? That is it. Yes, it is. I don't even know what that is. It's like a flat bagel. Oh, yeah. It looks like a lazy bagel. Yeah. It's like, maybe it's like an unleavened bagel, because it says it's like a Yiddish word. Bialy. From the city of Bialystok in Poland. All I know, looking at the pictures, it looks exactly like how you're describing it. A bagel form... With the center filled in, not punched out, <clears throat> but it looks, at least the pictures, look like that's where they put all of the seasoning, and that looks delicious. All right, here we go. Here's a description for you. A okay. traditional Bialy has a diameter up to 15 centimeters and is a chewy yeast roll similar to a bagel. Unlike a bagel, which is boiled before baking, a Bialy is simply baked. And instead of a Ooh. hole in the middle, it has a depression. 
before yeah. baking, the depression is filled with diced onions and other ingredients, possibly including garlic, poppy seeds, or breadcrumbs. That's exactly what I said. That's where they put all the goodness. Nailed it. But I love the baking aspect. Uh, yeah, they're good. Can um, I tell you the second thing when I typed in Bialy yes. on Google? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Googles. Never heard the of second it. thing of people also ask, the second question, this is how stupid people are. What the hell's a Bialy? No, no, I wish. Um, <laughs> how do you eat a Bialy? <laughs> oh, God, come on, people. Really? Uh, that's too funny. You know what it is? All right, here we go. I'll, I'll tell you exactly what the consistency is. Okay. If you cut an English muffin in half. Mm-hmm. And you cut a bagel in half. Yes. And you took an English muffin bottom and merged it with a bagel top. Oh, so the bottom is more like an English muffin? The whole thing is kind of like an English muffin. But the top is a little chewier like a bagel. That sounds really good. It's very good. You just like toast it, put a little cream cheese on it, bam. I thought it was the redhead stepchild of a bagel. But I would also say a crumpet is a redheaded stepchild of an English muffin. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. But Bialy sounds the best of all of them if I was going to rank them. Because I want the chewiness of the top of a bagel. But I also want the more dense bottom of the English muffin. Ah, yes. But the little onion, garlic, sesame seed thing right in the middle... That even sounds more delightful. <laughs> now I want to be out, and I'm trying to watch my uh, bread intake, dang it. I mean, I would think it's lower carb than like a bagel. Yeah, but I pretty much avoid I, I I'm pretty much a tostada man at this point, because that's even lower carb than any of that stuff. Tostada. Yeah. Or tortilla shell, you know that type of thing. I do like uh, I do like a tostada. Just put um, what do I put on top of it? A little sour cream, uh, sure. some lettuce, tomato, and avocado. Yeah. Uh, and and a little refried bean in there. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then just mm. eat it like a toast, like an avocado toast, but yeah. from Mexico. But I would take that bialy. Toast it up and put all of those ingredients on a bialy, and that sounds ten times better. Mm. How big are they compared to an English muffin and a bagel? They're a larger bagel. They're in between an English muffin and a large bagel. Okay, okay. Are they heavy? I would assume that they're heavier. Uh, than he- heavier muffin. than an English muffin, yes. Yeah, yeah, but not as heavy as a bagel. So, what made her pick that up? Uh, just impulse buy? Just totally random, looking for bagels. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm, never heard of that. Let's try it. Heck yeah. Are they onion flavored? What type of seasonings in the middle? No, the ones she got were kind of plainish. Mm. Uh, they, I think they might have had like a little garlic on them or something. Okay. Uh, still. Yeah. But I, I made her with, uh, what did I do? I cut them in half. I toasted them. And I did some uh, jalapeno cream cheese. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. My wife likes to get weird cream cheeses from Panera. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, what's the one? She just got some cream cheese, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. It might have been like a cinnamon cream cheese or something. I don't oh, know. Yeah. 
See, I'm a weird flavor, but it has to be savory weird flavor. Ah. All the sweet cream cheeses, you can keep them. That, like, everything in Panera is just way too sugary as it is. Yeah, Do I really yeah. need even more sugar put into my cream cheese? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah. I just like plain cream cheese. Mmm. Just plain cream cheese. I don't mind a little chive action. Ooh, yeah, I don't mind a good. little everything but the bagel cream cheese. That sounds good. Look, like I, I savory. I and like then, it. And then you get a little cheese bagel and get that nice and toasted so the yeah. cheese flavor comes out. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. I like an everything bagel toasted yeah. with some good cheddar cheese slices in there. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. It's very good. You know what you need? Why don't you head to the filling station? <laughs> get two hot dogs. One with a only one pump of the hot melty cheese on one. Oh, geez. And then a couple spoonfuls of the probably 14-hour-old chili. Put that on the other <laughs> one. And then go up to the guy and knowingly tell him, Hey, where are uh, tomorrow morning's donuts? I'll take three. <laughs> and then he goes in back and pulls out three very fresh donuts from the back. And then you eat all of that yum, yum, yum. And then you drive home. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you know, that it's might be true. With your sparkling lime water. This might be true for most filling stations. But I say what you will about the QT. Mm. They always have pretty fresh food okay at least mine does sure i don't know but about do the they rest hide of... the donuts until t- until the morning no because a lot of times i'll stop in there in the morning to get my orange monster mm-hmm. um and i see the donut guy come in there oh nice to refill the donuts so they get nice. donuts like every day okay well our place gets them dropped off right around this time but they don't put them out till like you know four or five in the morning oh i see yeah. Uh, now, now the donut guy shows up there. Uh, you know, about five thirty or so in the morning, every Dang. morning. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like the sound of that. So, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like getting a donut, and that's the perfect time to get them. Right. Uh, but very you rarely, I up, try not to you eat. Swing donuts. up to the Piggly Wiggly and grab something from them. Man, we haven't had a Piggly Wiggly in like ten years, dude. <laughs> 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 what food would you eat right now if it wasn't gas station food? What would you go for at what time is it for you? Twelve forty. Twelve forty. Would uh, it be something indulgent and heavy, or would it be something light just to semi fill you up so you can just like I gotta go to bed now? Uh right now I I I would be down for some breakfast burritos. Oh, that's a good call. Mm-hmm. That's a real good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakfast burritos. Uh, I also wouldn't mind like uh, a croissant sandwich. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, a little, a croissant with a little, uh, little, little lettuce, little cheese, little, little mm. bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not cooking at you know twelve forty in the in the morning. Hell no. Uh, Hell no. I wouldn't mind the pizza, but I'm also not gonna wait thirty minutes. Plus, that's like a lot. You know what I mean? And guess what? If you went into whatever place it is, I don't care what place, a pizza place, Italian place, whatever. That's amore. Like, 
And if you went in there and said, hey, I want two sausage uh, slices, and they just like, oh, here you go, two minutes later, here you go. Do you really want to eat those two slices? Like, how old is that pizza? <laughs> On a Sunday night? Twelve <laughs> forty? <1240? laughs> what? <laughs> what were you doing to this pizza before you gave it to me? Well, see, just because I... you're resentful of the idiot that comes in and orders your last two sausage pizzas, and now I have to make another sausage pizza. So I couldn't do that if I wanted to, because there's no pizza place open right now. Wow. Uh, yes. And most of the pizza places around here are chains like Domino's and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a place called Real Pizza. <gasps> uh, that's drive through only. Oh, boy. Uh, but they close at like six or seven. What? What yeah. is this, a liquor law thing? Look, In I don't your know. Backwood State? What the hell's wrong with you guys? But it's very good. Is it Real Pizza? No. But it is well, called right that. right there in the title. How I dare mean, you? It's called that. But it's not real pizza. It's good, though. Um, We do have a new place, uh, Roberto's. (gasps) Uh, But I haven't had their pizza yet. Oh. But it looks pretty authentic, so we'll see. Uh, And then we're starting to get Marco's popping up here, which I guess is a chain. Mm. Uh, But I think they sell by the slice. Okay. That's the one thing I miss about New York. I can't just, like, walk 30 feet. And be like, give me a slice. Yeah. You know what I mean? At any time, night or day. Yeah, at any point that I want. And it's the freshest, hottest pizza. Correct. And the greasiest, cheesiest pizza. Yeah. It's the perfect slice. Um, I've tried to teach my kids how to eat pizza. They're heathens. The fold-over technique? Yeah, the fold-over. They're like, why would we do do that? And I'm like, what do you mean, why would you do that? How else would you eat pizza? (laughs) Um, so they for a like, while they would well, eat it backwards school, to piss me off. Cafeteria. That's that's <laughs> where we would eat it right there. Why fold it over? It's shaped in a rectangle. Yeah, it's shaped in a rectangle. I'm like, yes. Then you get sauce and shit all over your face. You fold it in half, like mm. a sandwich. That sounds so good. I don't know if you know this. Pizza is a sandwich. Mmm. Hot dog is a sandwich. Uh, according to the IRS, yes, it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. People might laugh and think that's a joke. Not a joke. Very true. Go look it up. <laughs> so weird. Uh, yes. Well, at 1240 at night. Yes. Since we're talking about food, you're probably hungry. Would you crack open, if the in-laws sent you home with food, would you crack that open right now before going to bed? Like, is the in-laws food really good that you're like, ooh, I'm just going to deep dive into it? Or is it one of those, like, or I could just have a Bialy or a bag of chips? No, like, I mean, it depends what they make. Like, when my when my father-in-law barbecues, it's delicious. Okay. Uh, my mother-in-law, she's not very, like, culinarily inclined, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, Everything's safe, but... Yeah, but there's, like, a few things that she does that's, like, very good. Um, I'll tell you what I would love right now uh, is some white bean chicken chili. Oh. Um, I just I have this weird craving for that right now. We haven't made it in a while. Um, no, I would I would get something lighter. Uh, in fact, I love the Instapot. Get it I, going. I'm considering just getting some like yogurt and uh, what you might call it. What's that thing? You know the thing. You chicken to like make perfect yogurt and chicken. Yeah. Uh, granola. That's what I mean. 
Oh, brother. Uh, I am, I'm very into, I have this, like, I have phases with yogurt, mm. okay? And in my current yogurt phase, I will only eat the honey vanilla Greek gods Greek yogurt. Oh. Uh, it's delicious. Hmm. Um, I always have to portion it out. Because otherwise, I will eat the entire tub. It's so good. Yeah, honey and Greek yogurt's a darn good combination. Yes, this is it's delicious Greek yogurt. Um, yeah. So 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 that with uh, with a little granola. If I had it, what I would really eat right now is uh, coconut gelato. But Ooh, I, I don't that's... have any right now. Dang it! Dang it! Uh, but I love coconut gelato. It's the best. Dang it. Uh, I get these little tubs at the store uh-huh. uh, that are way too expensive, but worth sure. it. Uh, mm. They're like, uh, I don't even know what they are, like seven bucks, and it's like a pint. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but it's good, man. It's gelato. You know what I mean? You but don't have to like, good. you don't have to get like the heated spoon or something to scoop it out. You just like scoop it out. <laughs> mm. You don't God, need to put any good. elbow grease in it. That sounds uh, so good. It is very good. You, you never had coconut gelato? I've had coconut gelato, oh, okay. of course. Yeah. There was. Uh, I remember when Did I lived. Did you get it from? Because they're always over, their pints are always overpriced. That Talente. Yes. Gelato. Yep, yeah. Because they it. have like a salted caramel, and it's like fourteen dollars for a pint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The salted caramel's all right. I like their the mint chocolate chips good, but the co- yeah. the Caribbean coconut is my favorite one. Right. Yeah. The price point's high, especially when, let's be honest, could you pop that and be done with it in one sitting Mm. for sure? It's that addictive. So when I lived in New York, I don't know if they still do this. I'm sure they do. Um, And I'm trying to think where it was from. It was either like a Puerto Rican thing or something Mm. from the Dominican Republic. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there used to be these guys that would walk around in like the little ice cream carts. Okay. Oh. It was like a okay. little ice box on wheels. Yeah. With um, little bell. Yeah, with a little bell. And they would have like different flavors. Um and it was almost like gelato, but it wasn't gelato. Um mm. it was maybe closer to like a creamy shaved ice, if that makes I was sense. I was gonna say, was that like an Italian ice thing? It was almost like an Italian ice thing. Is it with, like, condensed milk? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know how they made them. Huh. But they were delicious. And you would buy them. It was, like, a dollar, right? Or maybe it was, like, 50 cents. I don't remember. This was too long ago. But you would get, like, this little cup, right? So it was, like, maybe a, sc- a scoopful or, like, two scoopfuls mm-hmm. for, like, a dollar of this thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was so good. Would you get that before or after going down to the bodega and getting a, uh, what was it, a Palmer ham sandwich and a couple <laughs> comic books? Uh, after the bodega. Oh, that's a perfect end before heading home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. I always I had to get my, uh, my, my egg and cheese bagel yeah. when I got my comics at the Korean bodega. Heck yeah. <laughs> mm. That's the life right there. I'm telling you. Dude. Oh, you know what? It wasn't bagels. It was like those rolls. 
Yeah, there like were like an, big like old... an onion roll or a potato roll. Yeah, more like an onion roll. Mm. They were big though. Heck yeah, and they're made right there on premises. I'm sure they are. Serving you food without a food license. Perfect. God, and they were so cheap. It was like $2 for the breakfast sandwich. Oh, so good. God, what a deal. The good old days. Heck yeah. Uh, What can you get now for $2? You can get one and three quarters of a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I've realized? And I've come to, I've come to this school of thought uh, lately, probably within the last year. Like Julie, the cruise director, and I will watch uh, a few like theme park type videos here and there, mm-hmm. and they always break down the food, which I love. And I'm watching one of them. They're in a restaurant and they're going over the menu. And I realize because, of course, for the camera, they're buying like multiple things, mm. multiple appetizers, entrees, that type of thing. And it's for two people, but they'll buy like three entrees and split it. Just to show like a variety. And I think now I'm in the school of thought and I've even thrown it out to Julia Cruz director when she's like, hey, what dessert would you buy looking at this menu mm. uh, from this video? I'm like, I would buy these three or these two. And she goes, no, 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 pick one. And I'm like, no, I'm an adult. And you know what I can do? Unlike a child who whose parents are paying for food, I can afford to buy more <laughs> than one thing. And sure. Am I going to eat it all? No, but I can always take it home. I'm like, where before it would be like, oh, God, I want that clam chowder, but I also want the corn chowder, but I should only pick one. <sighs> and in my head, I'm like, why pick one? I'm a big boy now. I, I can order. <laughs> I can order whatever I want and just bring it home. That's too funny. See, now I want some corn chowder. That does sound good, especially if it's roasted. Ooh, can you make that in the Instant Pot? Oh, God, yeah. Well, you'd have to roast the corn first, but yeah. Oh, that's too much work. And you throw in some uh, green chilies. Mm. Do they mm. make an Insta-roast? <laughs> no, but it'd be very easy to do <laughs> in your Instapot. <laughs> that thing's amazing. That's the, You know what the Instapot's perfect for? For what we're doing right now. That's Thinking right. Thinking of, like, food at midnight. Because you could <laughs> make whatever the heck you want, you know, like a casserole or something. Sure, I think it would take you three times as long to like find all the things in your cupboard and pantry, mm. and then once you throw it in the Instapot, it's like, oh boy, let me look at the recipe. How long do I have to set this for? Oh, six minutes. Mm. Okay, yeah, let's do it. That that pressure cooker feature just man is that quick. Yeah, it sure is. Mm. I I do need to uh, try some more sous vide in it though. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, we've been eating the shit out of some sous vide chicken, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, I bet. It's so Have you good. tried fish? Have you sous vide fish? No, yeah. that's not a bad idea. Yeah, I'd be curious. Especially, like, a really, like, low-fat fish. Like, mm. more of a, like, tuna steak salmon. The mm. fish that dries out all the time. That would be interesting. Sous vide. I, uh, we, we had some tuna tataki, uh, with right before sushi for appetizers today. Mm. Boy, was it good. Did you go for the like long, thin rolls? Yeah, yeah. The big fat daddies. Uh, we did both. Heck yeah. Uh, so we got the tuna tataki because my in laws had never had it. Sure. Uh, my father in law loved it. My mother in law is very picky, so she was like, it's good. 
but I don't know if I would like order it. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, we did a bunch of rolls, um, and we did one that's called the out of control roll. Ooh. Uh, which was freaking delicious. It's it's a it's a cooked roll. It's not a roll roll. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what it was. It like it had crab and shrimp and eel and avocados and cream cheese and cucumbers and all kinds of crap. Uh, and then on top it had like some kind of like sweet glaze and then like uh, eel sauce on top of it. Uh, so it was like okay. sweet and savory. Uh, and it was warm. And it was like mm. soft but crunchy at the same time because the shrimp was Ooh. breaded and and cooked, you know, fried. Yeah. Um, and then it had like little like breadcrumb type things on it, and so like that with the seaweed was fried. Sure. Uh, it was very good. Delicious. Like Benito flakes or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was out of control. Did you uh, get a uh, surf and turf roll? Because I know those are like a big food hot trend. No, no, on. no, no. Um, but have you seen those where it's like the the type of roll you're describing, and then it's like a big scoop of like pulled pork or carnitas? Put no, right I haven't top. seen that. Really? That's, yeah, that's the turf. Huh? It's just like meat on top of it. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I, yeah. uh, you know, you might not know this, but I'm a very simple guy in terms of sushi. What? Yeah, because my wife and and the kids always love to get like the fancy ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fancy lad, Nick. Mm. <laughs> well, no, you're sparkling water. Oh, <laughs> says differently. But uh, okay. no, all, all as long as I have like an eel roll, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I love eel. I love eel sauce. That's for sure. I like eel sauce, but I like eel just like the, the fish itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, same with me. Um, especially with eel sauce. <laughs> but I do, when you go into not even a crazy seafood pl- or sushi place, but a place that's like, we're going to like challenge you a little bit. And you can see the creativity of the chef like in the rolls. I will be like, all right, let's go for these crazy rolls. Mm. Like something's going on there. They know like food combination, flavor combinations, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And some of them pay off, some of them don't, but... Yeah, that's true. I think for the most part, they do. Yeah, um, that's the fun thing. I'd, I'd love to go, like, eel fishing one day. Oh. But I heard it's a pain in the ass. Is that with waders and a spear? I don't remember how they do it. Okay. Um, I think you need, like, a billy club, too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> when I went night fishing... It was just waders and a spear and a very bright flashlight to attract them. Oh, see, I don't know how that is up there, but here... But uh, that was more catfish. Yeah, here you have to be careful. Uh, you can only use flashlights in private ponds. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we were we were young. Did we, know, did we even own a fishing license at the time? Probably not. Mm. So. Well, I was jealous of my father-in-law because apparently when you turn 65... You can get a lifetime fishing license. Oh. Uh, and it's like nice. nine bucks. Oh, very nice. So I'm like, well, shit, I can't wait to turn 65. Because <laughs> uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go fishing like every day. Heck yeah. Um, I, can't, I can't blame you there. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that'd be the dream. Uh, you, you need know, to retire early, that's all. As a young man, I hate taking vacations. 
because I don't like to sit at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like yeah. I when I take my vacation, like unless we go to the beach or something where we'll go for like a few days, um, I never take like the full week or two weeks at a time. I'll just do like three day weekends and like intersperse it throughout the year. You know what I mean? Sure. Because uh, I just hate sitting at home. But I feel like if I didn't work, right, if I was retired, mm-hmm. I would be cool with just going fishing every day. I know some nah. people might find that super boring, and I understand why. Nah. Um, I think fishing is very fun and relaxing if you do, if you do it properly. And by properly, you mean bring the right food to eat, a couple comic books, and then just leave the pole in the water and don't even cast it out. Yeah, nailed it. You nailed it. Uh, but you got to go early. You got to go, you know, like five in the morning. Oh yeah. Because uh, the fish are like, oh, it's still dark out. No one's gonna try to catch us. Ha ha! Gotcha, bitch. I'm really hungry right now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wouldn't mind doing that. I would also love to go noodling one day. Oh. But I feel like I wouldn't actually want to do it when it got down to it. You know what I mean? I feel like I'd be like, hell yeah, I'm going noodling next week. And then like I get in the water and I stick my hand in the hole and I'm like, nope, fuck this. I'm out. Yeah, there's a lot of unknowns there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's a snapping turtle hole. Oops. My mistake. Yeah. Yeah, and we he just noodles my finger off. Uh, that's like that time that I had to move the turtle <laughs> off the street. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, only here, I tell you. Too good. Too funny. All right, let's wrap this up. Yeah, this is almost a uh, geek brunch level of oh jeez time that we've been talking. Almost four hours. Is this geek brunch? Do we do we do the wrong <laughs> podcast? This well, this is your host, uh, Mike Myers, uh, <laughs> along with Bill Bomer. That's right. And we mentioned Rob Krieger in the show, so it's like a real yeah. geek brunch. Sure is. And Chris. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for listening to the Geek Brunch NerdyCast. Uh, you can find us at Mike at uh, geekbrunchpodcast.com. And Bill at uh, geekbrunchpodcast.com. Check out the website, geekbrunchpodcast.com. And be sure to subscribe uh, to our next episode. Uh, We already recorded it. It is is only 16 hours long. So uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you um, on the next one. You'll probably still be listening to this one by the time that one comes out. Bye-bye.